Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? (laughs) I like to actually scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it (laughs) afterwards. Are you being sarcastic right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle. That's a true happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, welcome everybody. This is The Session. We're here on a Monday night, a beautiful Monday night in downtown Concord, California. And uh, it's really a shock that we're not all melted to the sidewalk right now. Today was cold. Fucking right. And, 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 and normally we wouldn't think it's cold. It's like, oh, it's a really lovely day. But comparatively speaking to the like triple digit weather we've had the past couple weeks, today was cold. Oh, yeah. Right. It was still way too hot. Yeah. But compared to this weekend. It was freezing. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's a chill. I, I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, I opened the windows and I was like. I gotta. I should probably put a shirt on because usually <laughs> I just walk around in my shorts and like no shirt because I'm at home and no one is gonna be yeah. scared. Yeah, <laughs> Taryn goes to work and it's fine. She's accepted me for what I look like. Yeah, and uh, that's great for her. Right. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's a little bit. You know, you know, it's you're you're living in California when you need to put on a t-shirt because there's a chill in the air. <laughs> yeah, I actually had the bed sheet completely covering me when I woke up this morning. That's how I knew it was cold. <laughs> Dude, I haven't used a fucking blanket in like nine months. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a sheet, and that's it. Our, my, our bed blanket comes out at uh, maybe November, right? Sometime around then, and goes away by March. Does Candy use it? Yeah, and quite often she'll actually have both halves kind of folded over <laughs> on her side of the bed. Taryn does that too, sort of. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, and she gets roasting. 
so hot. Yeah. And and then she's like, hey, let's cuddle. It's like, no, you you are a furnace over there. I can't handle that. Yeah, go away from me right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, the best thing that Taryn and I ever did for our marriage is we have two sheets. So we each have a sheet. Because she'll either need, like, so it's two sheets, but one blanket on top. Because I never right, use yeah. the fucking top okay. blanket. Yeah. So I can have a sheet all to myself. Because she does, she does like, the, you know, like, lays to me and then, like, bunches everything up to her oh, chest. Just pulls it all and then, in. And then when she rotates on her other side, she drags everything off of me. And it's like, I would really love to be covered, at least by something, if not my own shame. Yeah, it took about eight years, I think, for us to not hog sheets. In the last year or two... It's been great. For some reason, it's not an issue. Honeymoon phase. Yeah. It took a long time. <laughs> yeah. But now we don't fight over the sheet anymore. Well, God bless you. Yeah. So there's hope for you. There's hope for you guys. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, we are here in the studio, and we're joined by Matt Sanger from Danville Brewing Company. Oddly enough, located in Danville, Danville. California. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm get get doing right up on that, motherfucker. You've been on the show before. I'm doing well. How You've are been you? on Dr. Homebrew before, so maybe you don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. I've been trying to get you on since you opened, and yeah. you are a busy yeah. dude. September. We opened in September, so yeah. it's been a while. And now, you are a home brewer. Correct. Uh, well, you I don't were. have a whole lot of time to do that anymore, no. but yeah. But you were. You were with Doe's, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Club Doe's. Yep. I'm still an club active here. member. Okay, awesome. I'm excited to talk to you about uh, about your journey into craft beer production yeah. on a grand scale, above and beyond 200 gallons a year, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Can't wait to talk about it. Right. <laughs> I'm perfect. I know uh, that really well. He's a good friend of mine, so it's going to be a good story. He's going to be good. Good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, let's do... Wait, we were talking, before we do feedback, Warren... We're talking about American styles. I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation to have. I think maybe, style maybe creep. Style. Yeah, that should be a new segment called style creep, where we take where we take a beer from the from the menu outside and explain why it shouldn't be called. <laughs> What's what wrong with it? Yeah, <laughs> like we're both drinking an ESB, mm-hmm. and it's called an ESB, but it's the most un ESB beer I've ever had in my entire life. Hmm. I mean, maybe for you, but for I wouldn't me. go that far. Well. I mean, it's not... You're not very entertaining. So. Yeah. Well, it, I also haven't been to London, so I can't really say <laughs> I've whether... I've had Fuller's. Not. Okay. I, I've had it in a bottle that's probably about eight months old, <laughs> yeah. stored warm. Um, I don't know. It was just... We were just bullshitting before the show about, about American hops in, in um, you know, European styles. Yeah. Which is fine. Sure, yeah. But I think, in, especially with these, like, digital boards that say, this is an ESB, like, you you check the box. Right. You tick the box, that's an ESB. And it's not an ESB, and I think that does, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, it goes so far as to say it does a disservice, but it's, it's confusing for me and for my brain and for my palate, where, like, I order an ESB, this is tropical and, 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 and citrusy, and that's not, uh, that's not, what? What is this? Yeah, I, I think it... it Especially in this situation when you just have a, a small amount of space to describe a beer. It's not entirely the brewer's fault or the brewery's marketing department's fault even. Yeah. Because there's only so much space to kind of describe a beer. And so you got to be as concise as you can be and cut right to the chase of what best describes it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can't just say, it's an ESB with Cascade and Centennial and we also used locally sourced grains. Like, you can't fit all that in there. 
No, but they wish they could. So they I just mean, said ESB. Yeah, I guess that's. I mean, that, that is a good point. I don't know. It was just. It was just an uh, interesting point of contention on, yeah. here on Style Creeps. Well, and some breweries are probably more intentionally deceptive. You think? Oh yeah. Matt, what, are brewers intentionally deceptive about how styles are fucking don't mean anything to them? Yes. No. Okay. Um, Maybe not intentionally. <laughs> no. like they don't know, right? So they right, right. And 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 to Warren's point, um, you, know, you only have enough. You only have so much uh, room to describe a beer on a menu. So right. That's pretty narrow bandwidth. Right. But yeah. some breweries want, or some not necessarily brewers, but some breweries need to ha- or want to have beers that are can be described with the current buzzwords of the day. And so whether or not that beer is actually juicy. Is actually that they just want to have the word Pilsner up on their board? Sure. And so, yeah, and that I is intentional. That. That's not that's not running out of space to describe that you used New Zealand hops in a lager, <laughs> right? Well, no, no, I, no, I think I think most take the high ground. Tasty, get on that microphone, that homie. Some that's happening. For sure. Pull that microphone to your face. No, I got it. It's just not very hot for some reason. Oh, okay. You're five <laughs> feet away <laughs> from it, but if you get closer Whatever. to it, it'd I'm be a lot better. As much as I ever am. Okay. Uh, Okay, thank you for... Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, and I guess you can't just call everything an American style, like an ESB style. Right, because a certain the word American has certain connotations when associated with specific styles that don't necessarily describe what you're doing either. Like yeah. American wheat doesn't necessarily imply the hop varieties that you used. It can, but not necessarily, or even whether or not it's cloudy or not. Or has a well, it shouldn't have cloves or banana flavors in it, but right. some people spice it to where it kind of does. I don't know. That's really the only thing that's implicit when you say American wheat that you it, it shouldn't have clove or banana. That's <laughs> right. about it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. But it was also made in America. That's right. So, and that's all I really care about. Right. With so every source grain. <laughs> a lot of beers American for you then. Yeah, I don't know, man. Styles just kind of piss me off. I'm in a shitty mood today, and I think a lot of styles are just pissing me off today. It's like going outside, looking at the board. It's like I don't know what any of this shit is. A pale ale at six percent. Are you serious? That's yeah. a six percent pale ale. Okay, I guarantee you it has a lot of IBUs. Yeah, I guarantee this, you it's a bitter beer. This last week, I was getting really grumpy about style creep. Yeah, and and, and was apologizing for getting on a soapbox quite often to a few people. And what is that? Why do we do this? Why do we hate the thing that we do? I don't hate the thing that I do. I hate what other people do to the thing that I do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I hate the thing. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired of it on my end because it's like I'm just, I'm, I'm pulling all the fun out of talking about beer because nobody listens to me bitch about it. Everyone's like, oh, JP's fucking bitching about it. And then five years later, everyone's like, hey, you know what I fucking hate is the thing. <laughs> Like eight years ago, seven years ago, I'm like, you know what fucking sucks is high alcohol beer. I would love more low alcohol beers. It's hard being... Oh, JP, you just don't... You shouldn't even drink beer. You fucking hate everything. Now look where we are. So I'm the fucking genius. Well, you guys are all dicks. It's rough being on the leading edge of uh, the hate curve. <laughs> That's right. That's all I am. Yeah. We should do a show called Style Creep. Or just be <laughs> like, you know what? It'd be like brewing the style. But yeah. just going going through everything that every brewery does wrong with that style. It'll be one episode. <laughs> the style is beer. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're making it. It's all it. just beer. Yeah. Like a pale ale. 6% pale ale. Mm-hmm. Great. And then we do an hour on how that's terrible. I made this black pale ale. <laughs> it uses some carafa. But I lagered it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. And then I, I, I aged it in a barrel with Britannomyces. <laughs> it's perfect. And then I clarified it. Right. Then I added pectin to it. What? Um, you know what's not stupid and what's really great, Warren? What? How to Brew 2017. Oh, yeah, it is. It's time to replace your old dog-eared copy of John Palmer's How to Brew. Matt, you have this book, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah. Is it dog-eared? It's dog-eared. Well, it's, it's time the, to replace the, the, it. Yeah. Jesus, don't you pay attention to what I'm saying? Unless it's the new one. Maybe he already got the new one. That's true. And dog-eared it. Yeah. He's a brewer. I don't think he can afford a new book yet. Yeah. That's uh, our friends at Brewers Publications have just published the fourth edition of How to Brew, and it's essentially a totally new book. The fourth edition clocks in at 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded, and there are five totally new chapters. Whether you want simple, surefire instructions for making your first beer or you're a seasoned home brewer working with all-grain batches, this book has something for you. From ingredients and methods... Uh, to recipes and equipment for brewing beer at home, how to brew is loaded with valuable information on brewing techniques and recipe formulation. Grab your copy today at brewerspublications.com or buy it from your preferred beer book vendor. Uh, look, go into your local homebrew shop, first of all. Mm-hmm. Check and see if they have it. And if they don't, then you should go online and buy it. Don't go to your local brick-and-mortar bookstore. No, don't do that. Support your local homebrew shop first. Right. And right. then go right to Amazon. And then go right to Amazon. Yeah. Or, my favorite thing to do, just check it while you're there. Check Amazon. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Oh, don't do that. It's, it's a homebrew shop. you got to support right. it. Right. You don't make them price match Amazon? <laughs> no, no. I right don't there? expect them to. I mean, I would. I read somewhere <laughs> that uh, I think like Barnes & Noble. No. Yeah. Barnes & Noble, I think, are like trying to slam... Like the free Wi-Fi, so people aren't doing what <laughs> so I just said. Like, go, oh, really? Go and, and, and then, yeah, because Amazon effectively killed the bookstore, which yeah. now they're opening a bookstore. Amazon's going to have, like, brick-and-mortar <laughs> bookstores. Which yeah. I think There's a lot of closed locations. They probably go right after them. Right? Yeah, for sure. You, yeah. you, you have to, in order to build them up, you, you've been married long enough. You should yes. do this. In order to build them up, you have to break them down. Right. Well, that's like big craft and small craft. Yeah, think about it. That's what they're doing. It's like breaking a horse. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's, my life is like that movie Black Beauty. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Beverly. Why? You guys are stupid. I feel that's very rude. Yeah. But accurate. When are you going to start building us up? <laughs> yeah, you've broken us down. I've already built you up in the breaking you down process. <laughs> oh, you did it backwards. I heard you had an awesome night the other night. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Bev is, you know how everyone, uh, you, you listen to Bev complain all the time about how she makes poor life choices, and apparently she made several oh. the other night. In one night. In one night. The rumor has it she came into the bar here and said, I want to make bad life choices. So instantly, Well, you've come to the right place. Right. Let me explain. Well, they went to Vinny's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a bad decision right there. Yeah. And then there was Fireball, and then there was Scotch, oh and God. then there was mm-hmm. beer, and then I think maybe cider happened. And then somebody's holding your hair back. I get it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Nobody no. held my hair back. Oh. <laughs> oh, it went all over. <laughs> right in there. But they should have. <laughs> I will say I made it through the Uber ride home oh, hey. with a lot of pep talking in the backseat. <laughs> like, do not throw up in this car. 
You are better than that. Were you uh, <laughs> walked right into my house that. and right to the bathroom? Were you talking out loud? <laughs> I probably. <laughs> no. Your Uber driver was like, "Oh fuck this bitch." <laughs> my Uber rating went down significantly. <laughs> Tell us why you gave her this rating. She drunk. She annoying. <laughs> that is true. You are kind of annoying. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> let's do some feedback, Warren. What do you think? Sure. As long as we don't have to get that glare again from Bebo. <laughs> yeah, she'll powder her, her, her nose and she'll be fine. Uh, feedback today is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Go to thebeerlawcenter.com and John Sintzmakas will help you out and protect your trademark. He also file your trademark for you. He filed oh, a trademark for me and uh, he will file one for you and if you have any problems defending said trademark or if you have any questions, if you want to open a brewery or a distillery or a winery or cidery, anything like that, they will help you navigate the sea of paperwork that goes with that. So BeerLawCenter.com, go check him out. He's a good dude. Uh, he helped us and he'll help you too, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No promises. You're right. I can't, I can't really say for sure. You might not be. You might be beyond help. That's true. Know. Right. Yeah. If he's already sent you a letter of cease and desist, he won't help he, you. He might not help you. Wouldn't that be great? You get a cease and desist <laughs> letter from a lawyer. You go, hey, would you represent me in this? In this case? Hey, I just got a letter. Uh, this first one is from Pat. He says, good day from the land of loggers. I've been working my way through the August Shell episode and wanted to say thanks. Not only is Jace the shit and obviously knows his stuff, but he makes great beer, too. I'm assuming they misspelled Jason. Mm, yeah, just put, was it put J A S? That's his name, Jay. No, J-Z. yeah, I know, but I'm, uh, but, but just in context. Yeah, no, they weren't talking about you. Oh, they weren't. No, hmm. nope. Uh, well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, maybe, right. maybe that's right. autocorrect. Maybe that's. I think it's autocorrect. No, 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 it's autocorrect. Yeah, definitely not. All right. As a lifelong Minnesota resident, I start to almost forget about some of the amazing breweries we have in our own backyard as I have growing up seeing their product everywhere. We can go to a wedding and find ourselves scoffing at, oh, hey, they just have Grain Belt and Firebrick as their fancy nerd beers. Uh, we sit at our homebrew club meetings wondering what a glass of fresh Pliny must taste like. Pine salt. Um, listen to listening to this show and the group enthusiasm. Wow, and the group's enthusiasm over Shell's beer and all of our lager options in general made me want to make it a mission to step back the next time I'm buying a beer and really look at what I have for options. It was your enthusiasm in sampling our quote normal beers that really makes me want to not only spend craft but also reminded me that I can spend local-ish. And the wife and I also want to make a trip to Shell's Brewery as a destination and not just quote the next time we're over there we'll have to stop by the show also reminded me how much i love firebrick so thanks i'll try hard to drink all the lagers and low alcohol beers here for you thank you <laughs> and you're welcome yeah right um the good work yeah yeah for sure uh i, I almost sent that to jace i'm like eh, i'll just listen to it it's fine He's sending an email is <laughs> way too way too hard for me right now uh but i thought it was a really cool a really cool email man i yeah. like uh, well, and those beers well were well received here they uh, really were i think i think we're just everybody around here is used to want something besides hoppy beer so you can taste lagers and stuff it's a great opportunity it's great yeah yeah and uh i don't know man he he definitely knew what he was talking about that kid <laughs> knew that kid knew what was going on and the beers are solid. And it is easy to, to take what you have for granted. For granted. With the local uh, beer scene. For sure. And especially, I think, for a beer, uh, for a brewery like Augustelle. 
Right. Because they, they do make these, you know, American light loggers, essentially. Right. Right. And people are poo-pooing that kind of thing and moving towards the craft scene. But these are solid beers. Right. And it, you don't need to shit on them because they're not. I mean, they're it's a craft beer. They're a craft right. brewery. You don't need to shit on it because it, it doesn't have a lot of, like, hops in it. Yeah. It's yellow and fizzy right. and craft. Right. Yeah. It's not macro. <laughs> right. So I thought that was a really rad. Uh, that's probably one of the better emails I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from sent by my iPhone. He says, Howdy, I was reading the description of for Simpsons Malted Oats, and I wanted to hear JP's opinion on what they have listed. And he gave me the website. Uh, I want to use them in an oatmeal stout, but I guess... I'll have to make what do you say? I guess I'll have to make uh, an N E I P A now. <laughs> Actually, that's from Phil. See, so I just want to point out for all the haters. Number one, this is another listener-generated mention of N E I P A S. We didn't mention it. We haven't mentioned it on our own for a while. Uh, well, who edits the feedback and decides what emails make it through? They all make it through because oh. you know. Oh Jesus Christ! Fuck this guy. So <laughs> the Simpsons malt. Um, Link. It says malted oats, and then right underneath it says silky smooth fullness hyphen juice bomb. Uh, it's a fucking grain. What are you talking about, dude? Hmm. Jesus Christ. Beer styles, oatmeal stouts and porters, pale ales, and East Coast style IPAs, double IPA juice uh, bombs. I was trying to imagine what oat I've ever had and thought, hey, this is juicy, and then realized <laughs> what they're doing there. I mean, oh, so well, if it's the oats that add the juiciness to the beer, I guess I'm okay with it. I just, it just makes me mad, dude. (laughs) Flour oats, what's the difference? But, like, I don't know, it's just another proof, I guess, as if we needed more proof that the juicy juice bomb garbage is just fucking marketing. That's all it is. Ten years ago, five years ago, you were making. If we were making beers like this, no one would say that's a juice bomb. No one would go up to you and go, "What's your juiciest beer that you have?" <laughs> Nobody would ever do that. But it's just a buzzword, oh, and, the, and clearly Simpsons is jumping on that bandwagon. I guess the the day I'm at a beer festival and I get the question, "What's your juiciest beer?" You're flipping it to that will be the last <laughs> yeah, just, day I ever am at a beer festival. I'm throwing it down right now. <laughs> yeah, throw my jockey box right there. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. rip my dick off of uh, the root. Yeah, right from the root, Adam. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, people are, apparently are asking, "What is your haziest beer?" That's that's another market. Okay. It used to be the alcohol percentage. Yeah, right. It used to be now. Then it was the IBU. Right. Now it's the haze factor. What's your haziest looking beer? Yeah, well, I mean, right now we were pouring the American wheat that has a lot of yeast in it, so I actually had a, a beer for the hazy people. It just wasn't super hoppy. Right. Like, I don't understand. Right, yeah. This isn't juicy. Right. Whatever. Uh, next one is from Alex. He writes in and says, hey, guys, and Bevo, uh, I just want to say thanks for all the entertainment you provide me while I toil away at my job, wishing I was brewing instead. I started homebrewing in 2012, and it wasn't until 2014 that I discovered the show. Since then, I've feverishly listened to all of your old shows. The knowledge that the Brewing Network has given me has been invaluable in honing my skills and procedures on brew days, so much so that I just signed up as a private in the BN Army. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Put your money where your mouth is there, bro. Oh, that's from you. That's from me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, JP and Beardy, keep it up. You guys haven't burned the house down yet, and I've been enjoying the show immensely since Justin has taken his, quote, vacation. 
<laughs> I will say I like to rip on Justin a lot, but I will say he's he's actually been working. So uh, you know. Not to say he hasn't been vacationing also. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I've seen pictures of him working on a lake on a jet ski. (laughs) He's been working on polluting the environment. Right. Yeah, he's been working on climate change. Well, sounds like it's not going to change itself. (laughs) Right. Um, I'd like to suggest that you guys talk with Braxton Brewing Company out of Covington, Kentucky. I discovered them on a work trip last year and have made the eight-hour round trip several times for their special releases. I would never. Oh, no. Are you frigging kidding me? Was he just, did he just uh, time drop to one-up the guy who went two and a half hours <laughs> out of his did. way yeah. last week? Uh, they recently just opened up Braxton Labs where they get to experiment on smaller batches where they get to. Uh, this place quickly shut up to one of my favorite breweries, and I think you guys would dig them. All right, well. What are they close to? What, what do you even say? What town there? Covington, te- uh, uh, Kentucky. Okay. You're there. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Where the fuck is Covington, K- Kentucky? I feel like I've heard the, that name before. There might be a distillery or something nearby. In Kentucky? You think so? City of Covington. Oh, it's near Erlinger. So, oh, yeah. right. Actually, it's closer to Fort Wright. Actually, really, it's across the river from Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Okay. So northern Kentucky. Yeah. And apparently they have a Coney Island amusement park there, too. I don't... Uh, go, go figure. Isn't that in New York? <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Apparently okay. they're, they're branching out. They're franchising. Right. And I think it's amazing. Um, this next one is from someone I didn't get the name for. I apologize. J- JP and Justin and Bevo. I just wanted to thank you guys. I felt like this particular show was one for... Oh, it was about Ur- Urban Chestnut Show, I think, back in March. Yeah, March or April. Um, I feel like this particular show is one for the record book. Specifically, I thought your debate explanation as to why AB buying craft breweries is an assault on our culture. When you throw the culture card down... <laughs> Um, you're, you're fucking you're fucking with some shit now, dude. You're getting heavy. Yeah. Just start a culture club. Um, you also talk so positively, never mind, uh, about Urban Chestnut. It's a brewery I've never tried, but now I'm on uh, on their lookout. Mm. On the lookout. Let me help you. Yeah. On the lookout for their selections. Bravo. Keep up the great insightful moments that occasionally accompany the three hours of garbage and bitching. Hey, it used to be fucking five hours of garbage and bitching, so right. we've cut it down. With the same amount of moments. <laughs> right. Same um, amount of garbage. Like <laughs> right. Totally efficient. All the joking aside, you guys are awesome, and I'm glad to be a member of the BN Army. And thank you, Bevo, for keeping them in line as much as physically possible. Bevo, are you getting strong on us, dude? Well, You're I'm not going to exert myself. No. <laughs> no, that would be that would ruin a lot of a lot of weird shit going on. That's years of cheese plates that she's been working on. You can't burn the cheese plate off, dude. On your pay grade, anyway. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> I'm afraid to turn around. <sighs> you should. <laughs> that glass is pretty thick. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. That glass. That glass got cake. It's That's fine. To protect us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, I guess we should take a break. What do you think, Warren? Sure. Go all over John's. Yeah. I'm so out of it, dude. I fucking moved this week. Ooh. Oh, you're in the new house now? No, I moved this week. Oh, you got nesting issues. You get your like out of your world. You, gotta, you mean gotta, you got off the couch? Off the what couch. Do you mean? Yeah. I have to get up. I, I probably should start packing. <laughs> yeah, because I think you're moving in about a week, right? <laughs> 
No, I've been dude, we've been packing for like four weeks, man, and it's just and it's uh, it, I don't know. It's frustrating because we live in the house and then we're moving out, and uh, the owners are moving. The new owners are moving in the same day we're moving out, and so it's just this weird cluster <laughs> fuck of shit. Oh. I'm cussing a lot. Like I'm so fucking frazzled because um, I had to pull my studio, my home studio, down right. apart today. That's still half up. I got to deal with all that. We're signing docs at seven o'clock tomorrow morning in San Ramon. <laughs> Are you going to do the slow roll as they pull in? You pull out of the driveway. Stink eyes. You slow yeah. roll. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Just it, leave a hot shit in the toilet for them? I would love to, but they uh, there's like a $2,000 deposit, and so they have to sign off on the house. Oh. Uh, but they've been they've been jackballs the entire. It's been it's it's not it's not good. Mm. But uh, so are you going to be homeless then for a week? No, no, we're moving in on Friday. Oh, oh so your new house is ready. New house is is ready. We, so oh, we good. we sign our docs, and I know this is thrilling information, but I don't care. We sign our. I need to work it out in my head as often as possible. Yeah, <laughs> that way you'll come back after the break. Yeah. We, we're, yeah. we're familiar with these transactions. So I, I we sign uh, docs at seven in the morning tomorrow in in uh, San Ramon. So we have to leave here like six fifteen tomorrow morning. For early. So okay. Wow. Yeah. So we can get the keys on time, or so it funds. I have some bullshit. I don't know. Huh. But uh, she's like, "That's my recommendation." I'm like, "Well, where are you going to do your recommendation, <laughs> sweetheart?" And, yeah. And I'm like, "Where are you?" And she gave me the address. I'm like, "San Ramon." And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, bro." Um, and then we do that, and then we have to hoof it. Out to Oakley for our ten o'clock final walkthrough. Okay, for three hours. <laughs> well, at, at least you'll be ahead of rush hour to get to San Ramon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd be worse if she said, "Hey, show up at eight. You'd have to leave it about the same time. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, I don't know. So tomorrow's just gonna be super, super busy. I'm not entirely sure I can get internet for like a week before we move in because it's a new. It's a new. Uh oh. And I, first of all, even if I didn't work at home, how do you live without the internet these days? I know. What are you gonna oh, watch? Can't, can't you get like a hotspot for your phone or something? Just don't go back. Yeah, but I think that would. I don't know. I, I would have to look into that. You got AT and T, Verizon. After a week, you're gonna be with your underwear on your head. Fire. You could have torches up. I can't deal with my life. Just, just put it on the nearest Starbucks and just camp out there. And just watch Netflix. Yeah, just grow a beard while you're just working. <laughs> there all Go to Radio Shack and get one of those old rabbit ears and antennas. <laughs> I think, I mean, we have enough movies that I found for free on the internet. Um, <laughs> found. That'll be fine. But if I have to watch Harry Potter 4 like one more time, I might just rip it out by the root. Hmm. I, 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 I wouldn't know. I've never watched it. Azkaban? I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be okay. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited about it, but it's also just stressed out as all hell, dude. Yeah, just think of all the first impressions you're going to be making with your new neighbors. Dude, we bought a, I bought a pizza oven. And out, like, oh, yeah? Uh, uh, Rockbox is what it's called. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that. It's like propane or wood-fired, but yeah. it's like a tabletop. Single pizza oven. Uh, 12 inch, 14 inch? How, what, how big a pizza you think? I, I don't know 10? that. Okay. But it's not, I don't know it's that. not a huge oven. No, 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 no. It's not like. But it heats uh, the bricks and that's what heats the pizza. Kind um, of I think it's a ceramic slab ceramic. on the bottom. So, I mean, the whole thing's about. The whole John is about like two feet by like a foot and a half. So, you know, like I don't know. At least 12, 12 inch pizza? Yeah, sure. sure. Fuck it. Why not? Nice. So, I think, I think everyone will love me just fine. Mm. Hey, it's pizza night at. Yeah, Petro's it, residence and a couple of three beers on tap. You're ready to rock. It'll be fine, yeah, dude. They love you. Yeah, Some yeah. Love me. All the neighborhood kids will love you. <laughs> It'll be great, Mr. Petro's. Can I watch your cats when you when you go to Disneyland? With no kids. <laughs> 
That's just what they'll sound like. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Neighborhood Lushes, man. Can okay. I watch your cats while you go to Disneyland? With no kids. Oh, you're a mess. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, it's the session, everybody. We'll be right back with Matt from Danville Brewing. Back after this. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer go to morebeer.com and click into the learning center you'll find podcasts technical facts video tutorials and more including access to the buzz more beer social network of more than 5,000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Hey, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Before we get to Matt and his people, Danville Brewing. He's changing up the order of the glasses on us. Oh, Jesus. So you have to match his order now. I have to match his order? Here, let me do this. What do I got to do? I got to switch around. Okay. Got my Johns, got crossed up in my Johns, dude. Yeah. Hey, Warren, did you know that White Labs added 16 new strains to the vault? What? For home brewers? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, you, you should have. Is been, this the first week been you've been saying it? it? No, we've been reading it for like oh. the entire month. See, that's why. God damn it, Warren. I just started listening. Uh, visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Place a pre-order for one of the strains, and once it hits 150 orders, you'll get the strain shipped right to your door. Now you can purchase specialty strains from the vault straight from homebrew shops. Also, two different pre-selected strains will be available at retail locations every two months. This way, there's no wait for pre-orders to hit. Just visit your local... Um, homebrew retailer and pick up the strains. Keep an eye out for WLP 616, which is the Funky Cider Blend, and WLP 059, the Melbourne Ale Yeast, which will both be available during July and August. They really need to talk to their security guy over there in charge of the vault. Cause he fucking lets him go, dude. The yeast is getting out. Lots of it. <laughs> but it gets put back, it gets chased down, I guess, and then it gets released again. Oh, It's okay. very weird. Huh. They got a whole thing going on. So it's on more like that. a zoo than a vault. Uh, is that what happens at zoos? <laughs> Shit gets out? Well, I guess usually if it gets out, then it gets shot. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not like a zoo. Right. Hey, do we have a Twitter game, by the way? Oh. Um, I forgot about that. I, I did, too, since I don't have a computer. <laughs> we will. You're holding a computer in your hand. You sometimes well, make calls with it. Sometimes, but the battery dies on this computer a lot. 
sounds I'll terrible. work on it. You'll work on it? You'll work yes. on the Twitter game? I will. Okay. Well, in the meantime, let's get to Matt here. Matt, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good, good man. Good to be back. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. This is the first time on the show under these, under these circumstances, or auspices, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know what that we, word we means. Did a, we did a show... I was uh, fine with circumstances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a brewer. Now I have to talk oh. fucking down to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I get it. That's fine. You're so smart, Matt. Yeah. Oh, look at the homebrewer talking to me. I'll just use a big word and fucking freak him out. It'll be fine. I don't even know if I use that in the right context, honestly. I don't know either, man. I don't even know if it's a real word. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ostriches, right? And you have a crew with you, too. Who's everybody in the studio here? All right, well, uh, I brought uh, Orlando, who is uh, my assistant brewer. How's it going? Oh, let me check. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Perfect, perfect. Thanks for coming in. And then uh, Marcus, the Marcus, Marcus Meta, he's the man behind the scenes here. He's the guy. He's the reason I have a job. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, you giving this young man a job. My yeah. pleasure. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry about the mic situation. Uh, I don't know what uh, what's going on. I thought you were going to chase that other mic I, down. I looked everywhere for that microphone. I have no idea where it is. All right. Two guys, one mic. Yeah, Forty nine dollars. Hope to you know get pretty much. Radio right Shack. These are like fifty nine. I think they might even be the sex number dollars. What? They might even be sixty nine. Seventy eight. That's right. Uh, anyway, so Matt, let's go through your history real fast sure. because uh, you know everyone knows you from Doctor Homebrew. I'm sure. Oh, of course, yeah, that one everyone show. Remembers that, yeah. that one show. All of yeah. those yeah. people. Um, yeah. And we talked a little bit about <laughs> homebrewing, uh, but just to keep everybody informed, uh, how long have you been? How long were you homebrewing before you you transitioned over to uh, to the big time? Well, shit. I, I started homebrewing. No cussing, please. Um, it's real. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. I've been. Uh, <laughs> I've been homebrewing since, um, well, shit, I, before I was legally able, able to drink, thinking that it was going to be cheaper yeah. to uh, brew beer than... You weren't very buy, smart but, then, were you? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we all but, think that, right? But, you know, what What got me, what, I was at a, I remember I was at a bookstore and I was thumbing through and I saw a, a Clone Brews book. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I had that beer too. Or that and I'm flim- th- flipping through it and I saw, oh my God, I can make a clone of, of Sierra Nevada? What? <laughs> yeah, really. So you know, and that. So I went to the local homebrew store and and bought my bucket and carboy and racking racking cane and and uh, I made nothing close to a Sierra Nevada pale ale. Okay, but you know it it resembled beer and it was wet. Yeah, and it made me feel kind of funny. <laughs> so that was a win. Yeah. However, um, that is when when the the bug bit me. Okay. Um, so I homebrewed uh, for quite a while, but was it the same bug that probably contaminated your batch? Absolutely, okay. and, and yeah. multiple batches after that. There you go. Just yeah. call it a sour after that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I was working in the medical field at the time, uh, okay. working as a phlebotomist. I uh, I was a volunteer firefighter and um, uh, just finished paramedic school. Wow. But um, I realized I knew that's not something I wanted to do with the rest of my life, and um, so it's time to kind of step back and and take stock in what I wanted to do and. And my wife was like, man, we were living in Sacramento at the time. And she said, you love brewing. You love home brewing. Um, and UC Davis is right down the street. Yeah. So, um, you know, why don't we, why don't we uh, pull our money together and, and 
take a second out on the house okay. and right. uh, and attend the the master brewer program, and wow. that's exactly what I did. And uh, finished that, and we moved up to Reno uh, pretty soon after I had graduated from. When Davis. did you graduate? When was this? I was oh uh, seven. Okay, yeah, all right. And uh, immediately, actually, it was it was. Uh, um, pretty fortuitous because as soon as we moved up there I, I was able to get a job with Great Basin Brewing Company and nice. uh, forever nice. be grateful for uh, you know Tom Young up there he gave me my first opportunity um, to work on a big kid big kid brewery you know <laughs> right. yeah and um, man it was awesome I loved it a little seven barrel brew house uh, of course now they're they've expanded quite a bit mm-hmm. um so we lived there for my wife is a physician and and she got her first uh, job at a at a hospital up there and then she got a job at Kaiser in the Bay Area so we moved down here and, and it was about that time we had our daughter so I decided to kind of stay, take a step back and and play the role of a stay at home dad okay it's a tough role oh Jesus <laughs> the toughest Sorry, boss I've ever worked for <laughs> I mean I'm laughing because I have no idea but oh, it, to me God. it just seems like all like daisies and buttercups you well, know? right you're just stay at home. Right, I'm not just, dad. Well, you don't have, even have the dad part. I take care of three cats, Warren. That's a full time job. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, feeding I'm, I'm so sure it is. It's tough. Hey, Taryn, did you feed the cats today? <laughs> they don't look like <laughs> <laughs> their dish is empty. Yeah. Were well, you guys looking to move down here? You, we were looking to move anywhere at the time. And just out of Reno. Uh, you can talk smack about Reno. It's fine. They don't it, listen. It, yeah, you don't live there anymore. It's much nicer now, I hear. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I hear, too. Like, downtown is like, yeah. it's like a, a thing. With, yeah, yeah. Like, people who don't assault you. Right. Oh. Yeah. That's a rumor. I don't know. I don't oh, okay. I'm still not going to hang out there. No. But, you know, I, I used that opportunity to kind of re- reignite my, my love for homebrewing. Uh being a stay-at-home dad, put her in a, a, a crib, or not a crib, but a playpen next in the garage. You're talking and, about your uh, kid, right? Not your wife. No, my wife. Oh, okay. Um, that's to have her the baby at home. Right, right, <laughs> right yeah. Okay. Um, and that's when I joined Doe's and um, awesome. met all you fine folks and uh, um, worked as a, uh, actually, I, I didn't work at all. I worked as a dad. Um, but soon after Good that, job. I... I, I uh, Met up with with Marcus over here, and and he gave me the opportunity to come on board and and uh, take my first uh, role as at the helm of a of a brew house, and um, I'm obviously eternally grateful for that as well. Um, and that was uh, also stressful as hell because you know I I probably felt worse about leaving my daughter or b- because she had just started school, and um, but for me I was like, man, I, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I, I, I've, well, I've, I've lived, you know, six years raising a kid, and now here I am going back into the workforce. And Yeah, I mean, that had to have been hard because you, you got your degree. You gra- I'm assuming you graduated. Yeah, Just yeah. an assumption, a leap of faith on my part. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then you worked. How long did you work at Great Basin? I worked there for three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. And then you took a chunk of time off. Yeah, yeah. Would you, Went from w- professional to amateur and back to professional. Right. Right, right. Did you, were you nervous about Trying to enter the job market again? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, and, and also because you know it, we Danville Brewing Company, uh, first brewery in in the town of Danville, mm-hmm. so it's a sort of an untested uh, market, uh, brand new brew house. Uh, so there's all the you know uh, 
whatever. The, all the stuff you don't know how to use. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the that new you, technology. I mean, you're teaching yourself uh, yeah. along the way. I don't mean to like talk shit about you in front of your boss. I'm just, <laughs> just that's what I would. That's what I would do. That's like, how I, I felt. don't know what is this thing. That's I have no ex- idea. Yeah, and and you know, I help, but it, it helped to to come on board early on and, and help actually build the brew house. You know, I put I put it together piece by piece, and and uh, that was pretty neat to be able to, you know, do that. How did you? How did you overcome that? Because I would have just been like, I can't do that. I've, I haven't done this for six years. I, did you, like, did you do homework beforehand on like kind of new technology? Or I did you keep up with that? Closed my eyes and dove in and hoped that there was water in the pool. Okay, basically. Okay, um, but no, really, I we did. We actually spent almost a year perfecting recipes on my homebrew system um, at, at the house and Marcus would come over almost weekly and, and pick up some bottles and I'd just keep brewing that being said yeah, there's there's no there's very little equivalency between uh, homebrew and, and what you can brew on a larger system it's not a one to one ratio as far as mm-hmm. scaling up so but it gives an idea it gives a really good idea of, of where you're going and, and I think at least what you can accomplish Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Marcus, do me a favor. Jump in on that that micro fest. Um, when you when you, how did you guys meet? Actually, how did you guys get together? So <clears throat> through a mutual friend, his name is Craig Caldwell's, and um, brewer extraordinaire. Yeah, brewer extraordinaire. So when we were getting started, and I was looking for a, a head brewer, I was talking to Craig, and um, you know he was kind of consulting a little bit for us, and. Um, was looking for somebody more full time, and Craig kind of had something going on. So, him and Matt were were good good friends. So he put us in touch. And, mm-hmm. uh, we met up a couple times and tried his beers, which were incredible. But was just uh, yeah beyond impressed by uh, just how knowledgeable Matt was and and uh, how good his beers were. More importantly, and we were just kind of on this. We were definitely on the same page in terms of type of beers and how we wanted them to, to turn out so one thing kind of led to another and and uh we're just besties from there and now we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're besties we're in battle together yeah, yeah. Did, sure. so you guys basically kind of had the hive mind as far as what beers you wanted to do and and yeah, releases yeah. and all that kind of stuff totally. and it's okay. it was obviously up to to matt to make that happen i mean he's he's the one with, with the skill set but yeah we we're on the same page and he literally perfected everything we we wanted to try to accomplish and just like beyond impressed by his, his talent and, and uh, yeah and what he does so yeah come here yeah i wish you guys were sitting closer <laughs> i, like. I kind of do too uh, right now far away wow right now. Yeah. they could just climb up on the <laughs> desk it's yeah. totally fine Getting a little tingly right now <laughs> like, i've actually never met I've never Who? met Matt. I, yeah, yeah. I just, I've, I've never met this man in my life. Email packages would show up. I would send packages out. It's a whole right. Your Honor, I don't know. Uh... So it's love at first sight, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you come on board. You just you say, forget it. We're just gonna we're just gonna do this. Yeah, I, and I knew that that if this was an opportunity that I let go, that I let uh, pass by. I uh, you know a year down the road, I I really regret it. And if you're anything like me, which hopefully you're not, um, you would have walked in there every time you walked in, tried a beer, like, this is terrible. I could have done so much better. Holy shit. Like, almost every time. And and, uh, uh, that's what kept me up at night, man. I I just laid there staring at the ceiling thinking about, you know, I, I, I don't. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to embarrass Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
this is going to be awful, and um, why don't I just go back to being a stay-at-home dad? I'm going to yeah. pull Charlotte out of school as homeschooler. <laughs> right. Yeah, there, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no way you can compare a stay-at-home dad. Like, you know, if, if, if the kid isn't drowning cats by 10, you've done, you're, you're, she's on the path. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, but when you're producing a product, there's a benchmark. There's a way to measure that shit. Yeah. Beyond, you know, not killing animals. Right. It is a perk to not also not kill animals with your product. <laughs> well, that is true, but what are you going to do, man? Yeah, you can't control everything. <laughs> right. Anyway, well, that didn't happen. It seems pretty successful. Uh, I got some beers here. Yeah. What did you bring for us? Um, well, I uh, brought our um, blonde. Uh, it's a standard uh, American blonde. I brought a, um, a wheat beer. Kind of harkening back to what you guys were talking about earlier, the yeah. style jump or the style, style... No, what? Style what? Style, style creep. Style, style creep. Style creep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an American wheat dry hopped with Amarillo. What? Yeah. Well, at least That's it's American. American wheat. Yeah. 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 That's not how the Germans do it's, it, though. It's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but they don't make American wheats either. Uh, not so. that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably fuck it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> right. How long but have you been open, Matt? Sorry, man. We opened in September. You opened in September. Yep, okay, yep. so not so even a year. Not even a year. How's it going? Wonderful. Great. Really? Um, we're packed most of the time, and and uh, still, it's it's hard to keep beer in tanks. Good. Yeah. I went there. I think four months ago or something with my family who lives in Danville, and uh, they're like, oh, you know, see if you can get a see if you can get a reservation because you know you know the guy there. I'm like, I know the guy who brews beer there. I don't know the guy who seats people and the guy who makes the food to like make. All- so I'm like, it's yeah. whatever. So they call they call up and I guess the server's like, oh, you want to come in on on Friday at seven? You're gonna have a long wait, and it was packed. We went up going like four o'clock and it was packed and I was shocked. At like people waiting outside, it's a great space, and it just people were enjoying themselves and having fun. But just how many people the the place had been open for six months or so, and there's mm-hmm. still just a throng, I guess, yeah. of people. And I was like, this is really cool, man. They're a thirsty crowd. Yeah, there. they really are. And they're tired of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Pizza parlors are like as plentiful as Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, every really? street corner. Yeah. Has a pizza shop in Danville. Yeah. I also brought a, a beer that that I collaborated with Tasty. Uh, it's uh, uh, American uh, American Pale. Okay. And then uh, the first time it's it's a beer that I had a lot of success with uh, on the homebrew side. Um, won a lot of awards. I it was the first time I scaled it up to a pro level. I uh, oatmeal raisin cookie, and that beer has since I brewed it at Danville has won two awards uh, so far. So, wow! Yeah. Congratulations. And man. then we're doing a, uh, a pro-am this year at GABF with a really great home brewer in Doze. His name's Adam Weiss. Okay. And uh, we did a Russian Imperial Stout, and I brought some of that in as well. Oh, yeah. That'll be great, man. Yeah. And I brought Adam in, too, so we'll uh, oh, have him Oh, sweet. On. Nice. Nice. Perfect. Surprise. I invited him. He yeah. showed up. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. Like, I went to his life. house. It's usually how it works. Kidnapped him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in my trunk he's right now. He's in my pocket. He's yeah. a yeah. 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 So how do you decide if it's an untested market? For a brew pub, how do you decide what styles to put on? That's a great question. Thank you very much. <laughs> brew it's it, okay. and if it doesn't move, I'm not brewing it again. It's not a very good answer. But you know, no, but no. But I, I gave you a great question, <laughs> and you gave me a. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You know your clientele. No, like, yeah. Like, for instance, the beers you just described to us are pretty much really good entry. entry they level are. Beers. They are, and 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 it's uh, for all intents and purposes, it's it's an entry level market, really. Um, I'm not going to brew, uh, you know, uh, 
Ralk, triple IPAs. Ralk beer. <laughs> I know that, that a yeah. smoked lager is going to sit in a tank for two years. I, I wish you would brew one because I fucking love that. I yeah. do too. I love, I love so this much. style. Yeah. And, and we actually brewed quite a bit of that when, when I was in Reno and, and it was one of my favorite beers to brew and in, beers to drink. But Really? There's a market for Ralph beer in Reno? Because the people sitting in the casino can't taste the smoke <laughs> that's in their like, beer. It's just they're breathing beer. it in. Yeah, right. Yeah. This okay. is a nice malty amber. Can you yeah. brew one in a menthol? <laughs> right. Is there a menthol smoked grain? <laughs> no. It's just... I. I I'm not going to take big chances quite yet, and and right. I think that I think that it's a market that that can come around to more adventurous styles, but not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you, you will you just know when the time is right to I'll, throw something to the wall? What's the weirdest style you brewed so far? Because Danville, for those of you who don't know, is is I'm, I wouldn't call it hoity-toity, but there is an upscale quality to the to the thing. There's a lot of Beamers, a lot of Teslas running around, um, a lot of plastic on people, and um, but it does kind of have this like. I don't know village esque thing where yeah. there's a community and the, and people kind of know each other and it's mm-hmm. it's a cool it's a cool vibe, uh, but I can imagine the the tastes aren't super wide, sure. for, you know spectrum. So what's the weirdest? I mean, I well, the ma- oatmeal raisin cookie mm-hmm. is, yeah. is the weirdest beer, and people like it. People loved it. People really? just loved it. Um, and uh, you know, at, at first I was thinking, well, I'm going to use the the homebrew system to kind of test. Uh, recipes and this yeah. and that, but it got to the point to where, or you know, Orlando and I would kind of riff on styles and be like, "Well, let's, uh, you know, we'll do the wheat beer, but uh, you know, let's let's mix it up a little bit and and uh, uh, make a dark wheat or do a, a Bavarian wheat, and and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And um, uh, fortunately, uh, we've been pretty successful. That the darker wheat moves slow. I think. It's also in a name, so so you know when you name something darker, you name something. There's, if dark is in the name or hoppy's yeah. in the name, yeah, that scares people off sometimes. So, but you know, okay, interesting. And uh, Orlando, grab the the mic. Would you? So when did you come on? Um, well, I met Matt back uh, before Danville. Uh, it was a Creek Monkey Tap House. Okay, uh, yeah. When he was kind of uh, doing the brewing there, mm-hmm. and I was running basically the brewer program there. Um, but yeah, we met there, and um, when he got the job at Danville, um, I was kind of looking to get out of the restaurant biz. Yeah, and and um, yeah, just uh, called him up, and I was like, "Hey, do you need an assistant? Do you need some help?" And there we go. Actually, it, it went down. They were they were looking for a GM, and yeah, and Tasty. Had, well, I was there when you were Yeah, yeah. We yeah. both recommended you, right? Go, yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, uh, no, no uh, restaurant. No, yeah. you didn't want to do it. No, well, yeah, I just I was kind of done with the restaurant uh, industry. It's a it's a weird it's a weird it's industry, weird. man. Yeah, I think you have to be keyed in on a certain level to to be successful in it. I could like the high school level. <laughs> yeah, and Creek Monkey was cool. It was it was a great experience that I had, and um, I I can't say uh, good things about it, or I could say a lot of good things about it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I was just kind of like kind of burnt out, and okay. I wanted to do something different. I, I I still loved beer, and I wanted to be in the industry still. So there you go. And I wanted to a brew and just learn that side of the thing. Were you home brewing also? Um, barely. Like okay. I, I helped Matt out um, doing the kind of some batches down there, um, but and helped out with a couple other friends. But but no really, formal like you no, don't brew not, at home or not anything. Me. Yeah, no, right. I didn't like fully dive into it, and I've always wanted to, but um, kind of. Held back a little bit. I know a couple I, guys. I could see the passion too, and that's one of the okay. reasons I, I wanted to bring him on when he when he approached me. 
um, that I, I could see the passion in him, and, and he really was excited about brewing and really was excited about uh, different styles of beer. And he, he said that he ran the, the beer program at, at Creek Monkey. He brought in the guest taps. And he does okay. the same thing at, at Danville as well. And we have probably one of the better guest taps uh, uh, in the San Ramon Valley. Which sort of answers something that JP was asking earlier. How do you know when everybody's moving on? Right. You can test that with the guest taps. Absolutely. That's a good yeah. point. And, yeah. and then if it's a beer that I really like, say it's a rock beer or whatever, and, and I know that, that – uh, or I have an – an inkling that is probably not going to go very fast. You know, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to find one uh, and, yeah. and and bring it on. And if it, and if the keg's just sitting there for for two months, then it's, it's, all right. I guess I, I guess the I've, market's yeah. not ready yet. I've got some weird stuff just to try to test out what Danville people and what the surrounding area okay. wanted to sure. drink. And I was like, okay, well. It worked here a little bit, but it, let's let's throw it out there. Right. Well, yeah, you're curious. They are. You know? A keg yeah. is cheaper than a batch. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I I respect that. I respect the hustle of like, well, let's see let's see if they like other people's beers first, yeah. and then we'll we'll throw something out yeah. there. So, what's the first beer? Is it the blonde? It's the blonde. Yep. All right. Tell me about this guy. Okay. Well, um, it's uh, standard blonde, uh, uh, two row, um, white wheat uh, malt, and some caramel. And I really like the caramel. It's crisp caramel, and it lends sort of a, a nice bready uh, bread crust uh, note to it as well. That is the first thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like it's a weird sensory thing, but like like homemade bread from mm-hmm. a bread machine, right, or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's not super dark like store bought bread. It's it's like pale right. crust, white yeah. bread. I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's some weird <laughs> French, some I'm weird thing. And what, what caramel? Yeah, like a Did you say caramel? Or it's uh, the, the crisp caramel, fifteen love bond. Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. from crisp. Yeah, um, and it's hopped with uh, mandarina Bavaria. It's a hop I really like uh, on the on the kettle side. I've I've had it as a dry hop before, and it's really nice up front, but then it gets kind of um, nobly as it, as it ages. I've found, mm-hmm. and I really like it more in the kettle, and I think it brings a nice brightness to the beer as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crisp beer. What's the ABV on this, on this, John? Uh, let's see. That that's uh, four point eight, four five point one, <laughs> somewhere in between there. <laughs> <laughs> well, really? Wow. I think it'd be. Uh, it drinks like a lower ABV. Yeah, mm. for sure. It was tasting really good up in Sacramento this oh, weekend yeah. oh, really? when it was 100 degrees or whatever it was. I think they just relocate Sacramento to the surface of the sun. It felt so. like yeah. it. It felt like it. And then they bring yeah. it back like yeah. Dollar Ram. Oh, oh, yeah. What were you guys doing in Sacramento? Uh, the state fair's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair goes. We got there, you know, filling up some, looking at some cows and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were actually judging. Uh, the, cow yeah. judging. Part? Cow judging. Yeah. No, I think I saw you guys were like a, getting awards and stuff. But. Somebody won. But yeah, Matt, Matt mentioned, alluded to one of his beers getting one. So he was collecting one there this weekend. Oh, yeah. nice. Some hardware. Yeah, that's cool. And then you were, were you were pouring your beer. Uh, did I was like an yeah. event or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the brew fest on the horse on the racetrack. So like every fifteen minutes, the horses would come. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'd never been that close to the horses. On a racetrack, yeah, it's and never trick, heard dude. the jockeys yelling at yelling. them, yeah, and also the whips. You actually hear the <laughs> like happening, yeah, and it's it like, oh, dude. they're always doing that the whole like the whole stretch down, just yeah, 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 and just. <laughs> I was wondering where the, the yelling whip. was coming from at first, actually. 
hell? Yeah. Huh. Too much beer. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how the horse knows which jockey's yelling at him. Yeah, one you think if one was yelling, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Taryn was telling me that at the at the Alameda County Fair here, I think a couple weeks ago, um, there was a kerfuffle at the starting gate, and one of the jockeys fell off the horse. Oh. And, but the horse went at the bell and fucking won. Sure, he didn't have a jockey on his Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so did the jockey get like, uh, his bonus? It just disqualified. Oh. The horse, the horse gets all the money. I would be <laughs> right, yeah. so pissed if I bet on that horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Um, this beer's really good, man. It's yeah, really it's easy drinking. Nice, clean. I, I um, A lot of my beers, I like to um, keep dry, clean ferment. So, Did you tell I'm, me about the, the base malt already? Or? Yeah, raw. Raw, too raw. Yeah. Um, and uh, huh. this is fermented at, at about uh, you know, 62, 63, so okay. on the lower range because I don't want a whole lot of uh, esters to get in the way. Just a nice, clean, easy drinking beer. Yeah, and it's it's our second second fastest selling beer in house, uh, aside from our IPA standard IPA. No, that's the first. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. it is still America. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next one, this cloudy, uh, this cloudy business. It's what's, the what's it's the OG cloudy beer, right? Beer. I can see the juiciness. <laughs> <laughs> How much uh, Simpsons wheat malt did you put in here for juiciness? <laughs> Um, this, this is a American wheat that we uh, dry hopped with uh, Amarillo. Uh, I like Amarillo. It has uh, uh, really nice high uh, myrcene levels, so it's nice and citrusy. And it's kind of a, uh, a riff on, on you know, uh, an American wheat with a slice of orange in it without actually putting fruit in your beer. No fruit in your beer. Right. So to accentuate the fruitiness, did you ferment this a little bit warmer to get... Get more esters? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, uh, fermented about 67 on this. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. How much uh, wheat did you use in this beer? That um, let's see. What, what's the percentage of that? That's uh, <laughs> 57 percent. Okay. Yeah. He's making it up. Try to remember. Yeah. Right. <laughs> about 57 percent. Well, he yeah. had some pages here, so I thought he might have it written yeah. down. There's right nothing there. on there. No, it's it's oh, okay. uh, fifty fifty seven percent wheat. There's uh, some uh, raw. I'm, I'm a big fan of raw, uh, yeah, raw yeah. two row, yeah. and uh, little German pills as well. Can we give him a little bonus check? Uh, we, you know, a little bit more than we normally give our guests because he brought his recipes with him. Isn't that cool? Sure. Yeah, we'll take it out of yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, this is it's a good spin on a on a classic wheat beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. actually, this would this it definitely satisfies any sort of you know, juice. I hate using the word, but like yeah, juicy, but juicy. I don't know. Uh, focused beer people out there. For all intents and purposes, I think that American wheats are just a little boring, and I wanted to. And they totally you know, are. Jazz it a <laughs> I mean, bit. ask Pyramid how well it's doing. Just making American wheat beers, right? <laughs> just that, put all your stuff in that. That's why people <laughs> yeah. put the orange slice on it and everything right. else to add right. that to give little it, flavor. To give it something, yeah. yeah. Right. But I think it. It should make a comeback. I think there's there's clearly great ways to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh, flavor delivery device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like the idea of dry hopping it with a citrusy hop mm-hmm. to give it that flavor instead. For sure. Plus, then you're, the brewer is in control of doing of how exactly. much is in the glass. Yeah. Versus the bartender or even the person to determine. Well, yeah, and your bar bags yeah. don't have to sit there and cut oranges. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sure everybody really appreciates yeah. the uh, the labor savings on yeah. that one. How well does this sell? Do people like this one? Yeah, yeah. This is one of our, um, uh, I guess, seasonals. We ha- we always have a wheat beer on of some of some sort. Our, our mm. first uh, wheat we had when we opened was just 
a heart sweet, a standard American wheat, no okay. frills. And then we did uh, uh, Dark Hearts, which was uh, a darker version. And then we did the uh, Hearts and Weizen. See the theme here? We're yeah. right off of Hearts Avenue. I was going to say, you got to be. We're right off of Hearts okay. Avenue, okay. so okay. we're being silly. And then we did a a, uh, a wit. Uh, that was a collaboration we did with EJ Fair. And uh, now that we're onto this one, and, and it's going really well. You should do a Belgian single and call it Lonely Hearts. Can I use that? <laughs> yeah, you idea. can have it. It's a yeah. free idea. I'll register on Untap right now. Yeah, I mean, I have tr- the trademark, so I'll charge a royalty. But, um, <laughs> Let me call John. Yeah. Be your left center. Hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> John. <laughs> but yeah, you can have that. It's it's a fun beer, and and I've I've actually wanted to play with Lonely with uh, dry hopping this beer with different. Uh, Single hops throughout, you know, uh, doing another one with a different style hop, and it's a nice way yeah, to that'd be cool. Not only uh, reacquaint my palate with with hops that I don't necessarily uh, use a whole lot, but you know, also uh, educate the public as to uh, what those different hops come through as. Yeah, and the more people we get in craft, the more people are are hungry for knowledge about what the fuck's going. See, now all I'm doing, Warren, is thinking of hearts puns. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And and I don't like that. Matt needs more ideas. I we do. Can, we can I just do. I love fill it. out his uh, wheat beer I, well, portfolio. Give me a pin. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't like I mean, that. Y- yeah, you can share one if you'd like. No, because it's not very good. Oh. <laughs> I've already come up with like three, and they're like, they're you know, they're not very good. I don't want to take your joke and then wind it up, you know. I Wait a second. You. You're... You, they're not good, yeah. but you'll still make it a yeah. better one than me. Have you met me? Hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I need things to say. Okay. This is this. What's the alcohol in this? I'm like this so is, alcohol focused. Yeah, this is a little higher. <laughs> this is in the uh, mid to upper fives. Um, so it, it's just only because it, it finished a little lower than than I originally had wanted. Then you want? What, yeah. what, what would you want this to be at? I was hoping for. Uh, uh, ten twelve finishing for this, and it got okay. down at ten oh eight, I think. But uh, I, I, again, it goes uh, to my my love of dry beers, so it's still <laughs> right. You know, it's, You're okay with it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to try to get it to the to the lower uh, ABV and just kind of tweak it out? And yeah, and that, and that also goes back to I mean, we're we're still, you know, we're we're nine months in, and I I think we're still. Learning some uh, ins and outs of the brew system, I system as I'm sure Warren is as well. Yeah, um, we have uh, same manufacturer, brew house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does uh, do they have the same problems that you have with fermenters and stuff? No, no. we uh, haven't had that. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. But Hopefully not yet. Not getting, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Warren's getting some leaking, so I'm glad that you aren't uh, you aren't experiencing any of leakage. That. Yeah. yeah. No he's, leakage yet. He's too young for leak for that kind of leakage. Right. right. Well, yeah. they're both like shit. Who's at the brew? Who can we call right <laughs> now? It's like yeah, it's the like, tanks are leaking. Yeah. Good, right? The oven on. Like yeah. shit. Is my tank leaking right now? Who, who do I got? To talk That's to? a call I don't want to get. Yeah. It's not great. It's I, not great. I think everybody has to get that call at least once, right? I mean, like, I didn't have to. I think you have to. I think every brewer mm. has to. Like, hey, there used to be a door, and the <laughs> tank used to be full, and now neither are there. <laughs> yeah. Liquid <laughs> is coming out of a place it's not supposed to come out of <laughs> right. on this tank. Right. Too quickly. Yeah. Should there be kegs here? I don't... Do the kegs catch the beer? <laughs> right. I don't know how this works. Yeah. We'll put a bucket under there. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. Uh, what's the third beer we have? Uh, we brought our American Pale. It's a lower ABV. It's on the, so the low end is about uh, four point five. This is four three. 
This okay. is American Pale, uh, Pool Boy Pale that we uh, collaborated with uh, Tasty. Is it still American Pale if it's too low to be in the style? Answer mm. me right now. No, uh, we had to, had to call it Session A. Not Session IPA. That's the catch-all. Whatever. The catch-all. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just, yeah. It was like four, I guess it says four or five. We'd have called it a pale. Although, yeah, I mean, two although points, that style creep, about it. Uh, I'm okay with. If you're going to yeah. lower the alcohol content mm-hmm. I've always on said, any style. Warren, I've always said, if you're going to creep, creep low. Yeah. Yeah. You said that first, I think. I've always said that. Yeah. Always. Yeah. There was a time when that was the only thing I could say. <laughs> when you were a Pokemon. That's right. I think this Creeper show might work for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it it fits good. us yeah. very well, yeah. I think. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Which, I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that we're cool guys. Yeah. No, I think you should accent the not-so-cool part. People <laughs> tune in to see a train wreck. I think we should just we should reformat the show and not tell Jay. Oh. And then, like, two months later, be like, hey, by the way... <laughs> yeah. The whole branding on the website is totally different now. It's all focused around style creep. Yeah, whoops. Good thing you made it easy to change. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know WordPress. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Uh, uh, tell me about this beer. What, what, what malts are in here? I'm, I'm going to guess RAR. R- yeah, yeah, good guess. Uh, <laughs> I could taste it, Warren. Yeah? yeah. I could taste uh, it. It's here. not that you remembered uh, it from before. No. Belg- uh, Belgian pills we used. That was okay. uh, uh, input I got from uh, Tasty when I we were kind like of sitting down and, and talking about recipes. So, that grain is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, Castle uh, mm-hmm. pills. A uh, little caramel. Uh, same, the 15 Lovabon caramel. Mm-hmm. And some uh, white wheat to kind of uh, up the body a little bit and, and foam retention. Uh, mashed fairly high on this. Uh, uh, what was it? One f- we hit one f- two. What's one fifty? No, it was higher than that. It's like one fifty six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you? What are your other beers typically mashed at? Just range like the. Uh, you mentioned that the the wheat was at ten oh eight. What was, do you know? What that yeah, that temperature was, was? Uh, that was down. I think that was one fifty one, one fifty two. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, we hop this almost uh, 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 solely with the uh, Centennial and, and Mosaic. Nice uh, combination of hops and bittered it with Chinook. Love that hop. So um, I think it turned out really nice. Chinook's um, that classic, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's a good beer. Yeah, it's definitely easy drinking, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, it's got a lot of like enough body to give you like a you know, beer satisfaction, yeah. and it's got what yeah. we were looking for, which is more of a traditional pale yeah. sort of approach. Not being rewind back to the blonde. Uh, we won our uh, oh. first uh, medal for or uh, ribbon for the blonde at the Amador County Fair. Took second place. So. Oh, awesome! Nice, man. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Has there been a, a tasty cartoon version? To represent the pool boy, we were talking about beer. that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, I wish I'd have got my artist on this. Like carrying a speedo, wearing a speedo, and carrying a broom. A speedo with a we had that a net, yeah, yeah. You know, with the rake handle just in the right spot, yeah, cover up the goodies. Those lonely housewives looking upon tasty scrubbing their pool, right? All the cougars, I'm sure, would just be all over it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I like how he leaned off the mic to say that. <laughs> well, I, I would really appreciate seeing one of those stickers up in the Danville Brewing bathroom. 
You would? Instead of the normal tasty sticker, that would be a really funny surprise. Uh, right. oh. If we brew it again, I'll do the What's wrong with you? Why are you doing Oh, we'll, we'll brew it again then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. If that means we get that. <laughs> I'll brew it again for the sticker. I think, yeah. you, guys, I think you have, like, different priorities about what is part of the core lineup now. Great. We have to cut a bigger hole for the door for Tasty to get through. Okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more beer with Matt and Orlando from Danville Brewing. It's a session. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? And it's definitely what's good about it. It definitely sucks. But hard. Yeah. That's how good we are. <laughs> We're so good, we suck. We've come full circle to suckage. We yeah. lacked good, and now are back to suckage. Yeah, it's a small circle. It really is. Uh, lying down. Wait, what? What's a circle lying down? I don't know. A line, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Warren, great fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. I don't even think the web exists anymore, but hmm. they yeah, have the, That's the thing Al Gore made, right? That's true. All the tubes. Uh, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz on using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com. They're also all over social media at gr 8 Fermentation, so uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably not MySpace, although MySpace is still a thing, apparently. I bet Tom's still on it. <laughs> He's probably the only one on and going, where, where, is, where is everybody? <laughs> it's been a while since I heard from all my friends. I heard it was, um, it's, it's getting more for, like, musicians. Okay. And I wonder, especially since SoundCloud is going away, if, if people are going to be back on MySpace. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Or Facebook will come up with a sound app sound book a music app right yeah that you have to download i do kind of miss the top eight feature <laughs> your top eight i wish facebook like, would have like a top eight feature if i remember correctly it was it, like did you set the top eight? oh yeah like, you could these, pick and and yeah because people would get in arguments over why they're not in top oh eight yeah anymore. you could display your inner circle <laughs> for everyone to see i always set it to random so it would just randomly populate. Well, when you only have seven friends, it just shuffles them around. Well, I'm not you. <laughs> oh. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. I have no Punch idea. Balls, sir. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it only shuffles them around when you only have seven friends. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you both are here. <laughs> thank you. This is insane commentary, and I appreciate it very much. sitcom. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Sure. <laughs> Beth's not even talking with a mic. This no, is how she's, fucking but crazy she's, she's just gone. talking. First it was tasty, now it's you. You guys need microphones. These there. black things in your faces aren't just for looks. She's making more bad decisions. <laughs> oh. She's like the king of bad decisions. I think, she, she, I think she's into it. She likes the bad girl. Kind she of have a box full of wine under the table <laughs> back there? Girl. 
I wish. Never heard. I've never heard of Bev described as the bad girl before. Uh, She's the bad girl. Oh. <laughs> you don't think that's an accurate description? I do. It'd be hard to sell. Hey, yeah, it told me. Yeah, we'd be receptive. To like it. three times a year, she gets drunk. Wow, watch out! The bad girl of beer radio is back. She might cut loose tonight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she'll have I mean, a I don't even pint of beer. Whoa! What? Wait, slow down, bad girl. I'm gonna start shopping at Hot Topic now. Never. Maybe a little extra thick eyeliner. Whoa! Oh. Watch out. Many more tattoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the first one was such a good choice. <laughs> You get bright, you, you're stuck. That's what happened. Uh, and every person who got tattooed at that day, I was like, "You guys don't want to do this. You guys don't want to do this." Hey, you guys Justin don't waited. Want to do this? He waited a long time to change the logo. <laughs> to his credit, that's true. You can have it touched over and make it just like the new logo. You can. Yeah, yeah get some lime green. Yeah. Ding. You can also just oh, have like. it removed. You know, there is a program, I think it's in the city, that they're offering free tattoo removals for prison, for, like, ex-inmates. So I think you can oh. just go in there and just pretend, like, or maybe get, well, like, a DUI or yeah, something. I'm just saying. Do Not something illegal. Yeah, steal something and go up for, like, a weekend for, like, petty theft. Yeah. And then you can go get it removed for free. Driving with no shoes on is illegal. No, flip-flops it is. No shoes is not illegal. It's illegal to drive in flip flops. Yeah. Oh, because you get yeah, caught under the your, pedal or whatever. Yeah, you move your heel and like the thing can like catch and it. Yeah. Does that hmm. mean I need to get a tear tattoo now? Yeah, me too. How many people have you killed in prison for going for driving? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it takes for a tear tattoo. I, guess. I think it's. I think it's kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> Marcus knows. <Damn> it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, came that close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't look too closely at the corners of his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought he was really crying. No. Oh. He he used peach colored ink. Oh. So it'd be harder. Uh, yeah. Okay. To get a job. You can tell when he gets a tan. That's, That's right. When they come out. Yeah. When he hasn't got a tan. Oh. Whatever. Sure. Anyway, let's drink some beers. Sounds good. We have two beers in front of us. One. Looks an awful lot like a liquid cookie, and I don't understand what that means. No, well, this is your oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah, this is a fun beer. Tell me about this. Take me through the history of this beer. The story of this beer, uh, my wife and I uh, were at uh, the Great American Beer Festival, I think, in 07, 08. And uh, we had a beer a lot like this, and she had said, when we get back home, I want you to brew me a beer that that tastes like an oatmeal raisin cookie. Okay. And uh, so you look I, at her and be like, "What? You just yeah, eat, you just eat a cookie and <laughs> yeah. drink a pale ale yeah, at the same time." Mm-hmm. Cold, but um, then I started going through. I'm like, "Wow, well, so how can I brew a beer? How can I mimic flavors?" And I started thinking about what the flavors that that are in an oatmeal raisin cookie and how how can that relate into a beer. So I um, I decided to go with with obviously oats, but I toasted them um, okay uh, in the oven. And I wanted to get sort of a, a bready, toasty quality, so the base malt is uh, Maris Otter. There's some uh, Munich in there, Munich tin, and as, as well as some of those uh, darker crystal malts that give you sort of that plum raisin flavor. So there's some special B and some Crystal 120 in there as well. A little lactose as well. Um, What's the lactose for? And give it uh, sort of that, that uh, not, not residual, residual sweetness, but a little residual body. Um, and I okay. found that, that the uh, the toasted oats give it that really nice, like, fresh-baked, it sounds silly, 
fresh baked sort of flavor. No, no, I know what you uh, mean. I've used it before too, and I, I, I definitely agree that yeah. that's that, that's that's a, a, a component you you definitely need. So the lactose is mainly to replicate the sugar in a cookie. Yeah, yeah, so that just yeah. That, that, of, that you know, you, when you bite into an oatmeal raisin cookie, mm-hmm. it's it's like a mouthful. It's like uh, it's different from biting into like a chocolate chip or a sugar. It's just this mouthful of 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 cookie goodness. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what I wanted to replicate with that. And then with the spices, I, I uh, steeped in, in bourbon some uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, vanilla, and then uh, went ahead and just added that uh, post fermentation. And um, so, anyways, I brewed it at home. We took it to the Northern California Homebrewers Festival, and it was the first one that I'd gone to since I started Doe's. And uh, I was tasting it up at the camp before the the festival the next day. I'm going, mm-hmm. dude, everybody's gonna <clears throat> fucking hate this. It, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, uh, sp- spiced beer, come on. And my wife, she she goes, we we humped this keg all the way up to Dobbins. <laughs> We're yeah. not going home with a full keg. No. You're going to bring it down to the festival. Brought it down to the festival, and it ended up being the most popular beer at the festival that year. And people so you were like people chasing just... me down, yeah. looking for the recipe. And I was surprised, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, they liked it. So I entered it into a club-only competition back when they had that, the BA had that. Mm-hmm. And it ended up taking first place at that. Yeah. So I have my wife to thank for mm-hmm. for that. And so, Do you hop I, every keg? I do. I can, oh, I can taste good. the hump. It's fresh. Yeah. Humped. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. freshly humped. <laughs> Dry humped. <laughs> yeah. You can taste oh, the love. Man. So uh, it's like and it, shake vigorously. It's the same yeah. Thing. yeah. Right. Yeah. Hump the shit up. Yeah. It's forced carbonating. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're out of lactose. Right. Um. Go ahead. So this is the. Anyways, <laughs> I, this is the first Delay opportunity I've had to scale it up, okay. um, and that was uh, uh, an adventure. Especially since, you know, well, how are we going to uh, toast 100 pounds of oats? Oh, Fortunately, pounds. we have a kitchen. You're right. right. Uh, and I went, ba- I went back to the kitchen. <laughs> that, used, that used to like you, yeah. yeah. I went back and I said, uh, I've got some oats for a beer that I'd like toasted. Do you mind doing that? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. It like be a little pile of it or something. Orlando and I come back with two <laughs> sacks on our shoulders like, here you go. <laughs> Turn and run. Turn and run, exactly. Yeah, they were like, uh, look, we'll do this for you, but you can never yeah. order food here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to help you out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's best for you to just, just never eat, eat here. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's uh, And for that, it's just by feel. You know, you're looking for a, uh, sort of a golden brown, and it actually starts to smell sort of popcorn-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we used. Uh, mashed fairly on the higher side, 155 for this. Want to get a lot of uh, body out of this. Um, but man, I'll, I'll tell you, I think it really uh, represents what that first uh, homebrew batch that that did so well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. You're be able to hit it, hit it pretty good. I, I yeah, I hit it really close. I think. How old is this? Is this batch? We brewed this back in November, so we've oh, been wow. holding on to a keg. Uh, we want to release another keg. We're going to brew it again. Okay. And I'd like to have them side by side just to see yeah. where the how the spices maybe fall off or maybe not fall off, right? So, right. Uh, and what I like about this beer is that the flavors come out sort of in time. Uh, they sort of march in time, so you 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 get that first punch of. Of, of toasted oats and then vanilla comes through and then you get the cinnamon then you get the clove and it all kind of comes and goes and waves and that's what I really like about this beer and that's the the feedback I've gotten on it as well I mean the the aroma is such that I I would have no idea that this is a 
18 uh, month old no what is I don't know oh. fucking 9 month old beard uh, in and November 18. Uh, 8 months 8 months there yeah. you go that's close yeah. uh, I would have no idea and maybe it's because it's you tell me it's an oatmeal raisin cookie and so maybe the the aging of the malt kind of is is accentuating the raisin Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's becoming, the, yeah. the malt's becoming a little sweeter. And, mm-hmm. and those high kiln malts add, add some antioxidants to it, too. Right. They help preserve it. Yeah, yeah. I've had this beer a few different versions, in the homebrew, to- homebrew uh, versions over the years, and now this one. And I've liked it every single time. And this is one of the few beers that would be in the spice category, where I, I'm just imagining if I was a judge that was cursed with that category, um, I'd come to this beer... And I would, to me, it would be pretty obvious exactly what your mind was, where your mind was at with where you were trying to go for this beer. Because uh, the only thing I can think of is just like, yep, now I want an oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah. And this did pretty well. It, <laughs> I've never it, said that. It uh, uh, got got bronze ribbon at the state fair this year for the spice category. So Wow. And, and it got uh, silver at the Amador County Fair. It tastes like a like a liquid oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, people have told me they, I've ruined them for oatmeal raisin cookies. Now, oh, really? They'd rather drink the beer than actually <laughs> eat a plate of cookies. So, <laughs> I guess that's good. Yeah, unless you can get the alcohol into an oatmeal raisin cookie. That, that's we can find that a way. Could happen. Yeah, yeah. Sure. science. Yeah, this Beca- w- because science. Yeah, mm-hmm. this would. It, it seems like this would also lend itself to like a barley wine. Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. I, I've played mm-hmm. with that idea, and I've also played with uh, maybe doing some uh, barrel aging. The barrel aging, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I would. I love the idea of maybe doing like rum barrel or something like that with this. Yeah, a rum barrel would kick ass mm-hmm. for sure. You could probably also oh, shit. You could like soak the, the raisins in the rum and add the rum, the raisin soaked mm-hmm. rum, all yeah. that kind of shit. You can do a lot with this concept. Mm-hmm. Maybe or you can even throw like cookies the, in the barrel. Yeah. You just make a barrel of cookie. Oh, yeah. Put like, the dough in the barrel? No, like just take a bunch of cookies and mash it around a barrel, then move, remove the barrel, then put oh, the beer inside the yeah. cookie barrel. The, yeah, the, the barrel is barrel. a cookie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> These are all free ideas, Matt. They're all free. Uh, like, yeah, well, as, as good as that sounds. You have yeah. a big pad of paper right yeah, there. Do you need a pen? There's a jar of pens. Just take one <laughs> yeah. and start writing down. As good as that idea sounds, you guys. <laughs> It sounds like your kitchen will do anything, so I think right. you could just throw it out there to them. You have, it's why you have an assistant to make him figure out <laughs> yeah. shit. Orlando, build me a cookie barrel. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It's like I quit. Yeah. He's on pro tomorrow. <laughs> Where do I find a job that doesn't fucking hate me? Yeah. Oh, why'd you leave your last job? He asked me to make a cookie barrel. You're hired, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat that? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, this is a good beer, man. Thanks. And again, I, I wouldn't have known. And it's probably the lactose, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like an aged beer, if that makes any sort of yeah, sense, yeah. right? It's it's that lactose just has that smooth kind of all the way through that smooth mm-hmm. sugary goodness. Yeah, and that's what you're kind of focused on. There's right. not really like any malt fallout that you typically get from a. A, 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 a beer like this, like an amber beer, the spices are still coming through really hard. Really nicely, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the ABV on this? Six two. Okay. Hmm. And I would, I, I think it would uh, uh, be really nice with a higher alcohol as well. Like as, yeah. as you were saying, mm-hmm. um, maybe next year if it was as popular, or if it was that popular this year, you should come out with an imperial, a session, and the normal one. Yeah, and a sour one. 
Ooh. And a juicy one. <laughs> so, uh, oh. A juicy one. Well, juicy, it's not going to no, too crazy. Okay, okay right, fine. Okay. Yeah. No, that. No. Look, just, Did I hey, just cross the line? Girls just, got five ways. How can you beat that? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Just let us do your marketing, you know, your, <laughs> your beer ideas for you. You you just, uh, you know, go to Reno or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make your Ralk beer in Reno. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Reno Ralk. That's a good name. Uh, for hey, it might be taken. <laughs> Shit. Let's Google it. Uh, yeah, very good, man. Thanks. So this was, uh, you said you're, it was a homebrew version. Uh, how many iterations did you go through as a homebrew? Like how many, how much call did you get for this? I brewed it four times as a solo as, as a home, as, uh, you know, home brewer. It's okay. not one of those beers that, that it, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, and, someti- like and sometimes it. I just want to brew a, a pale ale. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so yeah, it was a well, once a year thing. And, okay. uh, like course, a Christmas beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And of course, I had my wife Amanda. She was always, "When are you going to bring the oatmeal raisin cookie again?" Right. I want to get mm-hmm. sauced right now. Yeah. It's a special treatment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She deserves. Right. And so, when do you brew this at the at the? I mean, you said November, but are you going to brew it again? Absolutely. Uh, yep. in, in November, yep. though. I mean, is that, is that a good timeline? Or it is. It, it is because it comes out right around. You know, we brewed it, I think, end of uh, October, beginning of November last year, and it came out just in time for Thanksgiving, and it lasted oh, through nice. Thanksgiving. To God, this would um, be a great Thanksgiving to, yeah, perfect for fall. Do you do any packaging? I'm going to totally interrupt your story. Not you, yet. You do, will you buy? November? We'd love to. That, yeah, we'd love to do that. 22 ounce of bombers. The marketing writes itself for for Thanksgiving and then for Christmas. Yep, mm-hmm. and it, it, it worked out perfectly. The the tank blew like right after New Year's. Yeah, it did. so I mean it was. Oh. Yeah, it was perfect. No, it sounds good. Nice. Yeah. This would be this would be, if if you or, yeah I would come and get a growler for this going to Thanksgiving. This would be the oh, for sure. perfect Thanksgiving beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would just go to my house pie, and not to the Thanksgiving party, so that way I could just have the growler to myself. And, I, and I've had this. Yeah, I, I've paired I this with a pumpkin pie, and it is. I could put it. Oh you yeah, could yeah that's make, a great you idea. Put, you can cook with this beer. Yeah. This would be a, a good cooking beer too. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. I mean, if that's what you want to do beer. with it instead of drink it. Well, but you know, you can put it in a pumpkin pie or whatever. Make a what, the whipped cream with it. The psh, psh. You, you can put beer in those things. Sure. Why oh. can't you? You can do it. It's America still, Warren. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what's this next beer, man? Next beer, and I want to introduce Adam Weiss. Hello, uh, Adam. Hello. Uh, we uh, this year we decided to hold a little competition through the local homebrew club. Uh, another shout out for Doze. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doze is is uh, putting out some really, really, really great brewers, and so we decided to uh, hold a little homebrew competition. And the winner, um, you know, came in and, and brewed a, a, a batch on our system that we will uh, be entering into the uh, the pro am at GABF this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the winner was Adam's Russian Imperial Stout. And I'll tell you, when you know, we had 14 beers, and they were all 15 beers. We, they were all very, very good. But this one, I, I remember taking a sip, and just Orlando and I both, we looked at each other and just sat back in our seats, and we're like, oh, oh, oh my God, this is good. So uh, That's rare that you find a beer like that. Yeah. Eyes Especially when back. you're looking for one, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but so, yeah, I called Adam up and said, man, let's do this. Let's do this. So uh, as far as... As uh, recipe formulation, I just I I got his recipe and did the best I could with the ingredients I could get my hands on, and, and we stayed I would say ninety eight point nine percent true to uh, his recipe. Okay, so not true at all. You're right. <laughs> right. right. You yeah. made it all up. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we definitely kept with the theme we were trying to go with, though, right? I was looking for stout, Imperial Stout that was a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. one you could maybe drink two of and not feel so bad. Right, right. Under 10%, you know, so I was trying to make it drinkable, smooth, wanted to have, you know, two pints of it. Okay. Right. And, and how, how did you guys do that? Well, uh, we, we went, we went, uh, look... We looked at it from the standpoint of, of you know, it's, it's a Russian imperial. And, and actually, I was looking at the GABF uh, guidelines and uh, Russian imperial stout. There, there isn't a style for that. It's British imperial stout, parentheses, formerly known as Russian imperial stout. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Well, because it wasn't the history that. Russian Imperial Stouts were brewed in Britain and shipped sure, to Russia. Yeah. That's why they were called okay. Russian Imperial Stouts. Then why don't we change uh, IPAs to be well? That IPAs. that's well, right? That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the style guideline writer. Where's Gordon? So, Call him up. Yeah. So this this beer is all about uh, deep caramel, burnt toffee. Um, the the color on this, uh, according to style, could range anywhere from dark copper to black. Uh, where the American uh, Imperial Stout is just, it's black as ink. Um, I think we hit the color on this. Um, I think we hit the, the flavor in that it's, it brings out a lot of uh, uh, plum, raisin, burnt, uh, burnt caramel, burnt toffee with a uh, little background uh, roasted astringency. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, wh- what do you think? Yeah, I think it's actually pretty true to. Uh, the homebrew version I had as well. Okay, I have Good. I have one that we're saving for when we release. Uh, I've got one bottle left. Okay, and uh, I'm going to bring that down when we release it, and we're going to try it side by side. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, cool. Do you agree that it's, he says about 98.9 percent there? Yeah, I mean, we just had to make a couple of tweaks based on what he could get for ingredients. But sure, for the most part, it was like just about which what is normal and yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and I did have to kind of like persuade him a little bit. I'm like, I think this one ingredient, this uh, double rose crystal, I was like, I think this is really important, and I was like. He's like, I got to order a roll sack, and I was like, "Don't tell Marcus." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do the re- with the rest of this double. This it's Simpsons double roast crystal. Uh, huh? I think I'll use some in the next oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah, actually, it comes through as uh, heavy caramel raisin plum. So interesting. Yeah, that'd be good, man. That'd be real good. Yeah, yeah. I, j- I just used all of my middle of the road crystal malts in the Scotch ale. Just throw to make it all it, in. Make it all kind of amberish yeah. and just dump them all in, and <laughs> that way I'm cleaning out the malt rack. That's how you win awards, ladies I and gentlemen. I think so. You just throw a bunch of shit in and go, it's a thing. I mean, it's made beer so far. <laughs> that's right. No, that's, that's true. So you were talking earlier, Matt, about um, scaling up recipes isn't linear. I, and, so and, how do you how do you deal with, with a, a homebrew recipe that you want to replicate? Well, uh, uh, well, shit. I I uh, start off sort of uh, in a linear fashion, and then and then I'm as I'm looking at, it, I'm thinking, well, you know, I I'm guessing that I'm go- not going to need as much, you know, X Y Z malt here as I did here. So I'll scale down or I'll scale up where I need to, and it's just kind of by f- stupid answer, but I guess by feel. That's the dumbest answer. Yeah. Do you feel the malt? And that's how you know. I wow. Like it. Huh. Does Orlando know this? It's like I've seen some shit. You go down. And that oh, he has. I just, I just turn the sh- uh, his shoulder. Just... <laughs> yeah, smart. You join me. <laughs> oh, oh wow! It's that kind of party. It's a menage yeah. of heart. Mm. 
It's a Hearts pub. What style? What style beer is that? Belgian Triple. Oh, okay. Menage Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, anyways, uh, uh, um, so you just you just figure it out. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no choice other than to figure it out. But I really, mean, like, do you do you just go okay? You put it in like a beer smith or something, and you scale it up to whatever, and then you maybe and then you massage it from there. So yeah, I, I went ahead and and I, I wrote my own uh, uh, recipe formulation, uh, not software, but uh, spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. As every phlebotomist is right. wanting to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, uh, is pretty true to to the efficiencies that I get on my system. Okay, did you did you write it to the new system? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I know if I put this much of whatever in, I'm going to get this co- this much color. I'm going to get this much extraction from the from the wow. grain. So, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And I, and I did that. I, I started that process pretty early on. I knew that we had some time between when I was hired and when we were actually open. And that's that was really the great thing about being hired when I was, because it gave me a good. Well, you hired me in in January, and we didn't open until September. And that gave me uh, that long to not only play with recipes, but sit down and write, uh, you know, the the recipe formulation uh, program that I have. And um, sounds like it's time well spent. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do now. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know if uh, I think we maybe maybe talked to one other person that has like their own proprietary formulation system, but I, I'm kind of surprised that it doesn't happen more often. Well, that, you have to know how to do that <laughs> in true. order... The learning curve <laughs> right. is steep on that one. Yeah, you have to know how to program things yeah. before you you can even try to do that. I can barely program my phone. Yeah. I, what's a phone? <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, well, let's drink this beer. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on now. It smells great. It, it definitely does smell like a softer Russian Imperial Stout. If that but you would sense. agree it's within the style, right? <clears throat> or would you not? Man has some I don't concerns know. about it, yeah. whether it's in style or not. Here, well, let me look at my style. But just just from the nose, and, and, and maybe I'm tainted because I heard I heard the description first, um, but it, it definitely isn't uh, like a roasty malt bomb in the nose, which a lot yeah. of the, like American Russian Imperial Stouts, for lack of a better... Right, right. And, and as, so... The uh, BJCP style guidelines are uh, pretty. They they uh, uh, differ not quite a bit, but they differ from the from the BJCP or GABF. Oh, uh, yeah. guidelines for right. for Russian Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you were you doing this to the GABF guy? Yeah, I was. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I have only had the BJCP. Yeah, but. and the the GABF guidelines state um, it's more uh, deep dark. Uh, fruit, dry fruit, mm-hmm. uh, uh, burnt toffee, burnt caramel flavors up front hmm. uh, with, um, I think it actually says with optional uh, roasted, uh, what is it, roasted um, astringency. So it's, it's <laughs> optional. N- yeah, yeah. Can so I, it's. Can I have no, no worship. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I I do notice in this one that I would say it's on, definitely on the lighter side on on the roasted aroma, and, and it's definitely more on the sweeter dark fruit toffee caramel flavors. But the uh, it's not an offensive amount. But I think it's really interesting how the roasted astringency kind of acts in place of hop bitterness in terms of yeah. drying it out because you can still taste that the beer is relatively sweet with the caramel and the, and the dark fruits. 
But the roasted malt does a nice job of drying it out. Absolutely. In addition yeah. to the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that's a, that's a small. I'm used to the BGC, uh, the yeah, BGCP. It's uh, just so, a little blurb, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. little blurb. So here it is. Oh, yeah, they read a paragraph. <laughs> British Imperial Stouts are copper dark to very dark. Hop aroma is very low, which I I think you can nail the color right right on. So it's like kind of like ruby highlights. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, hop aroma is very low to medium. Yeah, very low for sure. Um, maybe even a medium low. Who, who could really say? Uh, with qualities such as floral, citrus, or herbal, or as the Brits say, herbal. Herbal. Maybe a little floral. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Uh, extremely rich multi flavor, often characterized as toffee like or caramel like, is sometimes accompanied by very low, sometimes absent roasted malt astringency. Hop flavor is very low to medium. Hot bitterness is medium and should not overwhelm the overall balance. The bitterness may be higher in darker versions, yet balanced with sweet malt. High alcohol content is evident. High fruity, because you will puke on yourself. Uh, high fruit, I wrote that. High fruity ester character may be present. Diacetyl should be absent. Body is full. Um, so, yeah, 1080 to 11, original gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, parent uh, extra final gravity ten twenty ten thirty. What what was your guys's range on this? We uh, I think we end up with. I'm sorry. Ten ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Ten ninety four. We finished uh, about ten twenty five. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. shit, you're right there, dude. Yeah. Bitterness forty five yeah. to sixty. Did you yeah, look that's at? The, that's the guideline for ninety three B. Ninety three fucking categories. They have a dude. lot of categories. Yeah. Everybody wins. The, the, Everybody wins. The, uh, I I always read those and then also look at what the last few uh, years winners have been to see kind of what the people judging those categories interpret that paragraph as because what I would necessarily get from that can be totally different than than what the beers I see winning taste right. like. For at sure. least to me, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I kind of looked at it as uh, you know they 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 have the style guidelines in front of them. They have exactly what you just read, and and I think uh, you know it, it is on the on on the lighter side, but that's what that's kind of what the uh, the style guidelines uh, dictate there. That it's not a big roast bomb. It's not gonna you know. Oh, I think this beer matches those very well. Yeah, I do too. I I, I would say if, if I had to pick a nit, which I like to do. Um, I think there is a a, a lot of uh, I think it's a higher astringency than the style guidelines call for. That's the only thing that I would think that would throw it off mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see it just a little bit. Like, here I am, Doctor Homebrew now, um, because it's. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, you first drink it, you get all those lovely like darker malt qualities, the the toffees and all all that kind of stuff, and then it just kind of goes by the roast. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of comes back again. The roast goes away, and then around the, the, the sides of your mouth, it's still that sweet yeah. thing. Would you want um, it to stay sweeter the whole time, or I have would. that replaced with bitterness? No, no, bitterness. I, I, want, I want the, 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 the dark-grained flavor and that little bit of astringency to come down, uh, and, and even that toffee to maybe even come up a little bit. Wait, but mm. I think pulling it down would, would, would help with for, that. For mm-hmm. me, at the end of the day, it's still a stout, and I wanted to yes. uh, you know have some roast in there, and I think... Uh, Adam did as well. Yeah, for sure. It still had to be still had to be a stout, and when it went to homebrew competitions, it was a Russian stout, so it defected, I guess. And that's very different, and because you, and, you have to be a lot bigger on that. Yeah, well, in some ways, I think entering GABF is easier than a homebrew competition because in a homebrew competition, there's like eight 
fucking paragraphs on this one style. This you have a paragraph that's open yeah. very much to interpretation. Right. I think uh, as homebrewers, we all know that we can be very verbose when we want to like be you know right right on the yeah. money. I think it's a, a, an excellent beer. I think it's very good. I think it's very good. Thank you. Thanks. I think we hit it. Yeah, I'm really really happy with it and uh, brewing with Matt and Orlando Danville was really you know really a great experience. So thank you guys for having yeah. me in. We actually have yeah, uh, for sure, man. 55 gallons of this in a uh, bourbon barrel as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be good, man. Damn, it's tasting good. We, we, oh, yeah. This would be another one for a rum barrel. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You've got to hook up with a rum, rum distiller. Then you'll be, you got, you already have two beers to throw in. That's your job, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Sourcing. Yeah. Just yeah. get, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, excellent. Cool. I thought they're all tasting great, man. Thanks. So is this going to be uh, the Pro-Am entry this year it will for be. you guys at GBS? Yeah. Cool. And, and that, I mean, that's, I mean, what, 118 entries. So, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, and, and I'm sure uh, they're all excellent beers. So to, to close your eyes, put your hand in a <laughs> sure. hat and pull it out and... Pretty much, yeah. I well, did the program once, and it, it wasn't. I didn't. You know, it was fine. It's essentially like a best in show type judging because it's not. They're not all Russian Imperial Stouts. No. So yeah, yeah. It's like anybody can win. Yeah. Which I but, hate. Man. You know, yeah. you, you can't win if you don't enter, right, Adam? Yeah. Maybe you can. Have, Have you ever tried? tried? <laughs> you just run up on stage and grab the <laughs> grab the medal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you and you just wait like to look around because there's always right. a couple brews that aren't there. Right. Right. So you just wait, and you go. There's no one running up, unless the person That's handing, <laughs> yeah, unless the person handing out the medal knows what That's the winner looks shady. like. Wouldn't that be amazing? They wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, oh no, you're not that guy. Wouldn't that be amazing. <laughs> That's if, amazingly ghetto. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> awesome. If whoever's doing the GABF medals these years are like, uh, wait a minute, you're not from hmm. Upchuck Brewing Company or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they do the uh, awards in the afternoon and not the evening session. <laughs> yeah, right, because you'll probably get some of that. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I heard my name. Uh, okay, we are going to take a break. Uh, Matt, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Again, for coming in. Yeah. And uh, Orlando and Marcus, thanks for sitting in. Appreciate it. Adam, very good job on the beer, sir. You did thanks good. For me. Congratulations on winning the, the Doze Pro, not Pro Am, but uh, club only. <laughs> John thing and yeah, Am-am? you must be good at, at making beer because Doze is a club of the year, right? At uh, Sacramento, the yeah, the State Fair. Yeah. No, oh, really? Golden, we got yeah. a Golden Bear. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It only took me leaving ten years ago, and then uh, it took him a while to recover. <laughs> it took a while to recover. Yeah. Move you out. <laughs> you did a lot of damage. <laughs> I fucking did, man. <laughs> took him out of the knee. I did. I did a Twitter game a while ago. I don't know if we want to say it. Yes, um, we do. Go ahead, please. So basically, it was since we were discussing Not earlier. Just explain it fully. Fine, fully. Um, since we were talking earlier about how hot it's been here, I wanted to uh, get some ideas of how we could cool off and Ooh, beat the heat. Yeah, help yeah, us so help the BN beat the heat. Exactly. How's the BN going to beat yeah. the heat around here? I'm, I'm, I, there's got to be a beat your meat entry. Somehow. I re- I really hope there is. <laughs> Beat your meat entry? Yeah. Me too. I'm sure there's going to be a ton now. <laughs> All right, well, that's the Twitter game, everybody. Yeah, how, so how are we going to beat the ha- heat? Yeah, you have probably one segment now. 
yeah. if you haven't been this following us on break. Twitter. We're going to take this last break, and we're going to come back and, and do something. Okay. And then, um, so maybe you only have five minutes. Maybe you only have five minutes. You never know. Uh, but before we do go, before we do do, have you seen what the free Brew Guru app can do for you? It's built for home brewers and beer lovers. Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and home brew supply shops. The American Homebrewers Association designed this powerful mobile app to help home brewers and craft brewer, craft beer lovers. Uh, explore the wide world of beer we all share. With Brew Guru, you can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Home Brewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. Use a powerful brewery locator, find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs like Danville Brewing. Wherever you are, Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. It will also help you rip it off at the root. Get the app today and follow the path to beer Enlightenment. It's free for the iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Learn more at homebrewassociation.org. I think that's it. That's it. All right. We're going to take a break, everybody. And uh, when we come back, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to dick around some more and uh, drink some more beer. I have a beer, a sour beer from Upland. If you remember a couple oh, right. months ago or weeks ago or hours ago, we came back from Minnesota. Yeah, I think it was about a month. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've got some beers to try. So uh, hang on. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including White Labs, Y-Yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Thanks a lot for sticking with us. We're going to do a little beer news here. But first, I want to give us the homebrew of the Ritikosipten. Oh, I totally love that place. Yeah. Let me start over. 
why is this still hey, in here? Guys, thanks a lot for sticking with us. Uh, we're going to do some beer news, but before then, I'm going to tell you about the Homebrew Label Awards. The Homebrew Label Awards are back. They were, uh, I think this is the third year. You can submit your artwork at homebrewlabelawards.com and let your homebrewing peers shower you with votes. The labels with the most uh, votes can win fabulous prizes. Last year, they handed out over $5,000 worth of prizes to winners, and this year, they're doing it again. No labels? You don't have any labels, Warren? You I don't. You don't have any labels? I don't have any labels. That's no problem, dude. Oh, you can great. check out all the cool labels being submitted and cast your vote online for your favorite ones. You can help your fellow homebrew achieve fame and glory. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. I love voting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a, there's actually some really good uh, some really good labels over there, too, man. Um, there's also they they're doing a worst label competition. That's my speed. <laughs> That's yeah. my speed right there. Like it's like for those people who like for me, I know that I would just enter a shit fucking label. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad. It, yeah. it could be intentionally bad. I think it's really the more of the point. It's like I make I'm gonna make a chair. There, right. There's one on there of like a the picture of an outhouse and like <laughs> MS Paint. Text yeah, oh, exactly. Over. Yeah. And there you go. That's yeah. the worst label competition. Yeah, I immediately assumed it was gonna be like. People would entered and trying to win the award for best, and they end up then they get voted. You entered the category, you yeah. get, right? <laughs> right? Yes, okay. you, you get to pick. You Good. pick best or mm-hmm. worst. Yes, no. for That's sure. A big difference. Right? I agree. I agree. <clears throat> there should be a, a a worst label in the best category like like well, that's just, like, uh, like, like last it. place that's, exactly <laughs> yeah. no it's like you got to come up and go be, you get that award naked or something again. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I agree. Really. So are you saying you don't want to have that award happen, or you just don't want to win it? It depends on who enters. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, 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 getting, you're, you're just getting into this competition thing. When you look at the results in a competition, right, you, you, you entered some beers. And you, yeah. You, you entered, how many beers did you enter in the state fair? Uh, eight, maybe? Okay, right. You had a good number of winners, right? Yeah. So, so your name appeared there quite a bit. Yeah. But you think about all the other breweries that are named there once... They also entered a bunch of beers. They they have more losers than the, than winners for sure. Oh, I entered uh, North American Beer Awards, oh, and those I think they judged up in Idaho. Huh? I got my ass handed to me by those judges. Same, yeah, same really? Yeah. Same, same beers. beers. I bottled at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what they that's, say. Uh, I don't remember the specifics off the top of my head, yes, but you do. but that's the reality. Actually, actually, no, I don't. I read them about a month ago. That's what the competition. And it's like, man, those must have tasted awful. Yeah. Based on their descriptions. Hmm. I think you remember something. I I still I can bring them in next time. I don't remember them. I would be curious, but uh, by then I won't care. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of not caring, I don't know. We are drinking um, another beer. So um, from NHC uh, a while back, uh, Matt, I believe his name is, from Upland Brewing out there in Minnesota, gave us three bottles of sour beers. And he's like, bring these back. Do whatever you want with them, really. Uh, he goes, I was like, we need to get you on the show. He's like, well, then you can drink them all yourself if you want. I don't care because we'll all just bring some more. And I said, no, I'm not going to do my coworkers like that. I'm not going to do you all dirty. So you've brought us two of the three. This is the second one. I have the third one in the fridge still. It's not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to drink it. <clears throat> all I'm right. telling you there's three beers. This is the th- this is the second of the three beers. Believe me. We have, right. we have no other how many, how many did you get in Minnesota, though? Eleven. I mean, three. Uh, yeah, that's Just right. these okay. three beers. Sure. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, 
So we are drinking this one called Paw Paw, and it's barrel-aged fruited sour beer, of course, from Upland Brewing in, uh, no, I'm sorry, Bloomington, Indiana. I don't know why I thought they were in Minnesota, but uh, apparently there's a fruit called Paw Paw Fruit. Hmm. And it, so it's funny. It says, bear, uh, ale-aged in oak barrels on whole Paw Paws. What is the hell's a pawpaw? I, pawpaw. Fucking, I don't fucking know, Stone man. Is it P A P A? Indiana pawpaws. P A W P A W. Like an apple, a pear, peach. Yeah, I don't know. A berry. I don't know. That's a good question. Could you Google it? He's on it. Could you give me a second? Could he, like, could he run the freaking show, Google it, and entertain you? And yes. adjust my well, if, if he brought a laptop, I could be Googling it. Oh. <laughs> if I brought a laptop, you could be Googling it. Victim noises. Well, this show, <laughs> All right, this show Cody. could not afford a laptop. That's, way too good. <clears throat> That's true. Yes. Well, we could, but someone would just take it home. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, fa- Papa Fruit Facts. Asimina trioblia. Oh. Common name, uh, papa, one word. Papa, two words. Papa, P-A-P-A-W. <laughs> Poor man's banana. Oh, uh, okay. So it's banana uh, Yeah, all right. Who's your banana? Who's your banana? What? Yeah. Who's your banana? Who's like your banana? Indiana, not like, like who's, who's your banana? Exactly, right. Who's, yeah. who's your, your papa? <laughs> papa, yeah. Yeah, Mima. Apparently in Australia, the tropical papaya is known as a papa. So things uh, get fucking weird down mm. there. They get turned upside down over there. Um, so bananas grow in Indiana. It's uh, native to the temperate woodlands of the eastern U.S. The American Indian is credited with spreading the pawpaw across the eastern U.S. to eastern Kansas and Texas. It's litter bugs. Pow, pow. Pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck. Give me the fruit. <laughs> the pawpaw is the largest edible fruit native to America. Individual fruits weigh 5 to 16 ounces and are 3 to 6 inches high. Uh, it appears similar to a mango. Uh, would give me a fucking description. Trees like, God damn it! Is it mango? No, no, yeah, no. But I can tell you that pawpaw trees are relatively disease-free, tasty. Oh, so, no. unlike <laughs> us in this room, How hey, they make these five so pounds, they're uh, safe. Five-pound fruits. Yeah. Well, I don't understand the, the poor fuck? man's banana name it because it looks like a mango, and I don't taste or smell banana really <laughs> in this beer. Yeah, I'll go to Serious Eats, dude. That's a good website if you like cooking. Seriously, yeah, and they look like like green large river rocks. <laughs> it's just the weirdest goddamn. Oh, they look they look mushy like a banana inside though. Look at that. Oh, okay. Wow, that, that looks weird. <laughs> it really it's almost like a like a soft avocado and a banana. It's weird. It's got like man. four seeds in the, in the fruit. Wow, that's weird. Uh, yeasty floral aftertaste, a bit like unfiltered wheat beer. Okay, so here it is. The flesh is pale to bright yellow. Um, the pawpaw's flavor is sunny, electric, <laughs> and downright tropical. A riot of <laughs> mango, banana, citrus. You like this person, website? A beer person did I not do. write that. No, of course. No, a chef wrote this. It yeah. tastes like sunshine. Right. No, it's a sunny flavor. Oh, sunny like, flavor. You can have a sunny disposition. It doesn't mean that you're like on fire. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, but that's like a bright disposition. I've never heard of sunny flavor. Until now, no, now I have. Yeah, just so shut up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all. Yeah, it's all it is. Uh, mango, banana, citrus. Let's just leave it at that. All right. It kind of smells. I get the citrus for sure, but it's a tart beer, so it's going to actually have a citrus character. I would get, I would get mango out of there. Mm-hmm. Banana, maybe like underripe banana, a green banana. You right? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like bananas are just a little too green. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, maybe, because I also associate kind of that starchy fruitiness also to mangoes as well. So I wouldn't necessarily pick out mm. banana or underripe banana. I would yeah. more just lump that in with a mango. You know what it sounds like? This beer will be good for the craftbeer.com beer and food course, which is the groundbreaking course that leads professionals and enthusiast chefs alike through the basics of pairing beer and food. And they can describe them correctly, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For once, we can't sure fucking do it. Uh, the craftbeer.com beer and food course is built by a Culinary Institute of America graduate and certified Cicerone. There are two versions, a professional one made for chefs, restaurateurs, brewers, and hospitality professionals. And the second one is an enthusiast version created for at-home chefs for tubby people like you. No, not you. You. Yes, you. Chris. No, I don't know. Uh, learn Aww. how to pair beer with your favorite foods, including chocolate, charcuterie, and chaise. You'll also get to ultimately know beer styles. You'll see data and stories that will convince you that full-flavored beer deserves a place on the menu along with wine and spirits. What kind of data will you see with that? Uh, oh, and the course is free. So visit craftbeer.com to learn more. I turned my head right there. Beer and food course, dude. Get your pow-pow on. Pow-pow-pow. I like it. Take you to pow-pow town. I will say the nose is a little weird. It does have a weird nose, but the flavor is really nice with the mango and just the sour beer uh, together. Yeah. It's a nice flavor. I do like It's like like underripe mango and underripe yeah. banana. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, let's do a little bit of beer news here real fast, Warren. More things happen this week? Yeah. I mean, not really. These are just kind of like stupid fucking stories that I put together because I thought they were funny. Mm. And we haven't done beer news in a while. Really? Like, really like beer news? Um so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring this one. Now we're really doing it. Uh, this is an article on why beer makes you pee. Oh. Why does oh. beer make me pee? I've, I've read some articles like this. Yeah. Maybe um, according to Dr. David Charbit, a urologist at the Cochin, no, Cochin <laughs> Hospital in Paris, France. Uh, uh, appropriate. Probably pronounced Cochin or it's whatever. Uh, he says beer has a diuretic effect that flavor that favors urine production. It also is a bladder irritant yes. that oh. sends the signal to our nervous system too early, telling us to empty our bladders. I.e., breaking the seal. Right. Interesting. Exactly. It's not easy to manage because alcohol reduces our control, forcing us to pee frequently. It all depends on the quantity of beer you drink, but we rarely ever stop after just the first pint. Um, Apparently, hops are intense diuretics. Hmm. Oh, great. So, so you're not going to do any damage to your bladder if you sit there and hold it? Then, yeah. Because your bladder's not really full. It's not really as full as you think it is. Ah, okay. The sugars, malt proteins, and other substances... Look, first of all, always take any sort of uh, non-beer website that writes about beer with a grain of salt. <laughs> so I don't really... And this whole show, by the way. Right. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, not going to pee definitely. until tomorrow morning now. Well, not even that. It's, it's just the hops are intense diuretic. And then they're talking about the proteins and sugars in malt. I don't know what they're going to say after, but I can guarantee you, it, most of the time, in any website, it's untrue. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Guaranteed I mean, from thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> right. Pure energy may value. Oh, shit, that reminds me of a fucking another one. Hang on a second, hang on a second. What the fuck no. was that? Um, oh, more news is happening. This is like it was like being yes. him all day. Yeah, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. No, hold on, Trumpy. This, oh, God, it's this shitty fucking website. I don't want to... Uh, there we go. Okay, here we go. Um, the sugars, malt, proteins, and other substances in hops 
uh, all contribute to making us want to empty our bladders. The high concentration of molecules... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Hold on. So beer makes me pee because there's a high concentration of molecules. <laughs> the high concentration of molecules stimulates our kidneys to produce more fluid to process the chemicals. So oh, oh. now it's chemicals. Wait a second. Right. Is it molecules or chemicals? We don't know. It's, it can't be both, Warren. It has to be one or the well, other. That's what I want them. I want the scientists to decide. <laughs> Fucking forget global warming or climate change, right? <laughs> like I, there's, you know. Yeah. Abandon that. Let's get a scientific consensus <laughs> yeah. on our chemicals, molecules, or not. We I can't decide know. what makes you pee, but we know why the temperature changes outside. Proof that it's bullshit. Right. It's a conspiracy. Exactly. Scientists don't know anything no. about anything. No, they don't. Fact. Wow. Urine, urine is what <laughs> regulates the concentration of minerals in our blood and what rids our bodies of waste material. We know what happens. Okay, <laughs> Urine comes um, out your pee hole. Oh, apparently, in, uh, bubbly drinks, which contain carbonic acid, oh, increase pressure okay. on the bladders. Uh-huh. Uh, they say if you wait to pee after your first beer, it will help you control your bladder for the rest of the evening. I've never heard this. But that's not necessarily a good idea. The doctor says when you progressively increase the pressure on your bladder, urine can flow back into the kidneys and damage them in the long term. So don't hold your piss. Oh, so now you shouldn't hold it. Right. Okay. Sweat your piss. <laughs> you don't have to get up, but just don't hold it. That's, uh... Yeah, anyway. So huh. There you go. Okay. So that's why. So drinking beer... Okay, Here, here's something... Here's a story, and I'm just going to say it because I, I don't care. Um, there's a brewery that opened up in Napa called Sun's Brewery. Oh, jeez. Oh, and it, These they, guys. And the douchebaggery of that article reminded me of this article. So it's... Um, I, I would read the the real article, but the real articles actually I will read the real uh, articles. It, fucking it douchey. makes me wonder with how poorly written the article was in the quotes. Were they that bad at speaking? Or is the guy that bad the, at writing? Or is it a combination? I think it's a combination. I think it was like the fourth uh, rich guy. It wasn't in on the deal. He thinks he's a <laughs> he's big the writer. spokesman. He thinks he's a writer. Ah, uh, okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? I mean, I don't want to shit on a brewery, but I just can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I, I don't know. Um, they have the money to afford your your shitting. Yeah, on they them. don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. they got bigger lorries than us, by the way. So, so be careful. Right. So um, <laughs> it's it's law. It's it's a brewery in in St. Helena. It's called uh, Barrels and Sons Brewery. Which was recently recently launched by three uh, kids of famous families. There's Carlo Mondavi of the Robert Mondavi family, Jacob Bush, of course, of the Anheuser Bush, whatever, and Elliot Taylor, who is a restaurateur or some John, yeah, restaurant builder. Can I just briefly interject how smart I am? <laughs> because when I read this article and I was reading their names, I was like, Bush. He must be from Bush's baked beans. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> People dumb. No. Oh, people God. so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I was, and like I read through it and I was like, oh my gosh, Beverly, are you, did that really just happen? Bev's just always thinking about them beans. Got the beans on the mind. It was like the dumbest, I'm, okay, I don't want to derail us, yeah. but I apologize, like, I apologize for how stupid that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting your, beans. I'm taking two steps back on your beer knowledge. Good job. You should. You gotta take 101 over again. Oh, Wow. Just think about those beans. Yeah, dude. <laughs> damn beans. The bush baked the beans bush fortune. Yeah. God damn. Well, that's yeah. how they could afford the talking dog. 
Right. The science made them the talking dog. Bev. Bev, thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I'm sorry. That was great. Listen, okay, listen, to this, listen to this paragraph. And this is what Warren's talking about. The, the writing is just, I don't know, man. <clears throat> we drive past a 1965 green pickup truck perfectly positioned beneath an oak tree adjacent to the ranch home of Elliot Taylor, a modest hunting lodge vibe straight out of a Ralph Lauren ad. The road continues further up the mountain as we head to what is known as Yurt Village. Created by Taylor, the five large Mongolian-style luxury yurts are nestled among the trees and act as a hotel of sorts for friends and clients. The main yurt is a beautiful (laughs) antique-filled saloon with a full bar, large leather couches, and hunting gear. This is where the boys find their most creative spirits stirred in more ways than it's one. It's one of the guy's girlfriends. Oh. It's, not, it's not another dude. Oh. The chick's writing this. Just think of the stirring that happens in that year. In more ways, although young at heart, the trio it's is like very bullshit. mature for their ages. It's suck a dick. Blech. Mature for their ages. He calls them the boys. Like They're probably like in their 40s or something. This is a dude who wrote this. Yeah. Really? yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so, Whoa. The, tri- the trio is very mature for their ages, having experienced a life many only dream of. How does that mature you? If you uh, have everything handed to you, how does that right. mature you? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. If you have a main yurt, <laughs> you don't need to open up a brewery. If you have multiple yurts, <laughs> you do live a life that only most people dream of. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to the comments on Facebook on this. I wish I had, but I could see where they were. Oh, yeah. They they were getting yeah. lit up on social media. Oh, yeah. I, I fucking had to put them on, on my fucking Facebook page, too. No, it's People a great fun, They yeah. got a lot of them. Yeah. And they were like, seriously, I see, like, I like the part about how they're sitting on cakes, right? Like, yeah. They know just, what they're sitting on. You know, like. They're ready to go. Um,. Here, okay, this is a good paragraph. When Carlo Mondavi and Elliot Taylor met years ago, they discovered they lived near each other on Pritchard Hill. Quote, we had been neighbors for so long, but didn't know it. We discovered it. Because they each had 40 acres of property. (laughs) Right, it took a while. Uh, Said Taylor, this is Taylor talking. We just started hanging out together, and I started falling more in love with wine and, and learning from the pros. A mutual friend introduced Jacob to us. And when I walked into the bar to meet him, I noticed we both wore Luches ostrich boots, and we became best friends no, ever since. No, which that was is, the most quoted part. Which is like a two thousand dollar pair of cowboy boots. Uh, wow, but you're probably right. I mean, who does it? Well, I just, I mean, the, they they go up, so I I figured like five hundred wouldn't <laughs> yes, be right. Can you name Can you name a good friend of yours that you haven't bonded over? Shoe wear. Can you name a good friend of yours what kind of shoes they wear? Uh, if that's the first thing that you notice about someone, you're a fucking asshole. I mean, you probably have worn Vans in your life. But that's an assumption because I'm poor and I used to skate a lot. Right. So, yes. Yeah. See, that's why we're friends. Right. I think we've also been shoe shopping. Oh, that's, that's quite possible. <laughs> we may have gone to the Vans so outlet before. So, I'm an before. asshole now, too. <laughs> So we great. He know, rolls into hey, a bar. Let's and, open a brewery. And, and, you know, he says, "I, you know, I got a short dick, but I got nice shoes." Right. And he sees another guy with a short dick. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, and, nice shoes. And also, not, none of these people are cowboys. They live in no. goddamn Napa, no. and they're both wearing ostentious, fucking um, like ex- 
gore, I don't know, fucking some, hey. gore, some opulent, they're wearing opulent cowboy boots. Ostrich. That's why, that's why it takes forever oh. to discover your neighbors, because you don't want to ruin your nice shoes walking on the dirt. To your Land Rover. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. Um... See, I, I guess I am just going to read this article because it's full of it oozes. If you, if you have an old douchebag, put it near the radio because it's going to fill up. <laughs> it will be full. It will be in, full in a minute. Uh, the idea to launch a brewery and Sons beer. I don't know this guy. Whatever came organically through the trio's close friendship. Madavi recalls, "We would go out all the time, eating and enjoying great beer, wine, and good times. Each other oh, good times. <laughs> I, 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 I have good times. I don't enjoy them. Did they ever go shoe shopping together? <laughs> Apparently, uh, during one of our visits to St. Louis, we were drinking some Budweiser." It tastes so good there at the Bush family ranch. And we asked Jacob if we could go visit the brewery. He said no. It was after the 2008 takeover, so the family was no longer there at Anheuser Bush. I thought it was wild because if you were in Napa Valley and asked me to visit Robert Mondavi Winery, I would say the same thing. My family had a very similar takeover, so we had just lost our farm. They lost it. Hmm. It wasn't. They lost it for millions and yeah, millions of dollars. It, it was lost, <laughs> and I know how hard it is to see something your family has poured your, their heart and soul into slip away, slip away. Hmm. What do you think bought those goddamn ostrich boots? You fuck. Well, and yeah, all and the ranches. Brewery. And his brewery. Maybe if right. you have if you have enough ranches, maybe you, you get gifted those boots. God. We asked Jacob what he was up to since the family lost the brewery. Lost the brewery again. Anheuser wow. lost their brewery. Where'd it go? No one knows. <laughs> And that question led to the simple fact that we need to start Sun's Beer. All three of us love the same style of beer, and it felt that everyone was focused on IPAs and overly hop sweet beers, which, look, I'll, I'll agree. Sure. Uh, but no one had focused on classic Pilsners. Nobody. No, not not 70-something uh, percent of the market. I wonder why they haven't. We just felt like we had to be getting it. Oh, there's some choice, there's some choice cuts out of here. <clears throat> Uh, let me just skip ahead to make sure this is... Okay. Does it get graphic? No, it doesn't get graphic, but... Um... Okay, that's not a good one. It's just so good. Oh, they're, they're, they're touting how they go uh, to the premises and go hands-on. It's all about mutual respect, apparently. What is? Um, the business of selling beer. Oh. Mutual respect. Okay. Warren, uh, you just sounded so disgusted. What is? <laughs> what is? Uh, when Elliot, Carlo, and I discussed uh, Sun's beer at my family's home in St. Louis, Dad, of course, was skeptical just because other family members had been involved in the beer brewing industry after the sale of Anheuser-Busch. Creating beer is something that takes a lot of ambition. Wait, so it wasn't lost. It sounds like the, right. the other, others who did failed. Just like, kind of reading that between the lines. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, last summer, our fathers all came together with our brewmaster Steve and our first trial batch brew. We all Wait. S- Steve, give him we, last name. We, we called in our dads to help the brewmaster make the beer that we're going to be selling. That's what they just last, said. Yeah, but no, also the pretenses they would fucking know how to make good beer. Come on, really? Their dads just knew how to like you know sign checks and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Last summer, our fathers all came together with the Brewmaster Steve and our first trial batch brew. We all sat down and collaborated on it. All of them. Oh, wow. So all seven of them collaborated wow. on a pills. Has that happened before? Seven people coming Not together? I know. For the first time, Dad the was... Ex- needed some help. Right. <laughs> really? Dad was excited and said, we're back in the brewing business. 
Just to hear my dad have that passion and drive again with his son and friends made us very proud to hear that. My dad has been in the beer industry for 33 years. He currently owns an Anheuser-Busch distributorship in Florida. And just to hear his approval made it all worth it. That was, well, that was just a statement of, oh, so well, we're doing this issues. again. He does have daddy issues. He, here's the okay, It continues. This is where it gets amazing. Taylor adds, we started thinking that every American lager or Pilsner beer brand is no longer owned by Americans anymore. Every one. Every one. Huh. Every Amer- Listen how stupid the statement is. Just, just, just listen how. Just listen. Every American lager, every American lager, every American lager, right. or Pilsner beer brand, yes, is no longer owned by Americans anymore. No longer owned by Americans anymore. Anymore. It's so, anymore no longer owned. It. So shells sold between hit. last Monday and today. That's exactly what I fu- fucking heater Allen <laughs> shucking that. I mean, do you, do you want to yeah. fucking keep going, you motherfuckers, oh, you pompous dicks? This guy. We immediately decided to make our own. They fixed the problem that we all uh, need. Th- yes, these guys are enlightened. Obviously, <laughs> they are a higher elevation. Oh my god, they're thinking way beyond our imagination. Are those ostrich boots really thick soled? Is that why they're so high right now? <laughs> Maybe uh, afterwards. We each sat down with our fathers, and we discussed our ideas with them. Which, look, I guess, their fathers built uh, brands. I'm, I'm, I'm I found the money here, though. Think about it. Well, for sure. For that's why they had a discussion. The yeah, right. Read, read between the lines. So, yes. That's exactly what this is. Um, each of them was very skeptical about it, and I knew we weren't going to ask our families for financial help. We wanted to prove our way. Uh, winky, winky there. It's the best feeling to branch out and launch something on your own. They, they didn't ask. So they uh, got offered a how check. How do they make their uh, money in their their lives? Uh, um, they they mention it here and there, but they've they've all done some stuff. Like one of them was an entrepreneur, like in high school, and it's like, well, where did you at high school? Where did you get the money to launch a brand from your parents? So yeah. all that money that you have is from your. And their from, parents from lawyer, daddy. their parents business, ma- you know, consultants. Yeah, I mean, which that's no fault of the kids. No, no. And, and and like that's what you're supposed to do, right? As yeah. a parent, you help your your children out, right? I, I get it. There's but some hollow accomplishments. I mean, every yeah, it's yeah. Like every, you know, being like 25 and your uh, parent helps you with your like 11th grade science project. It's a big difference, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And like, I, I think every everybody that I know that has had money from their dad is kind of a douche. Like 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 family money like that like like you don't know because you're not working for it and I think if you're not working yeah. for it that puts you in a different mindset no, no. and reading these quotes from people these people are in a different no. fucking mindset they have no yeah. idea no yeah. there's a certain uh, I don't know anybody I'm, I'm just making shit up well, well, if, if the, the only the Pilsner beer they're aware of yeah. is no longer owned by America they're not involved in the craft community in the absolutely beer community not. no absolutely yeah. not. Um, I don't really think that that's a question, though, is it? No. No, but they opened up a craft brewery. No longer owned by Americans anymore. And then the author put the Americans, uh, like, uh, possessive American apostrophe S. It's a whole... Okay. So I don't know if... The 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 author Jason the grammar knew, Nazi. If if Jason or Jason if the author knew that the guy was using it in the incorrect term, or this is through an email, maybe. Oh right, and he just copied yeah. and pasted it. Who put the comma or the apostrophe in the wrong spot? Who put the apostrophe in the wrong spot? Yeah. Um, so they set out immediately into launching the new business. He says we put together a plan that encompassed the brewing trials, 
the launch, and everything from IP, trademark, filings, brewing contract agreements, license, bottling, and labeling, etc. Magically, we pulled it all off within a low budget. <laughs> Magically, Whoa! We brought in a master brewer. So this is, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. We brought in a master brewer who is a professor at UC Davis in the brewing department. Okay. And had worked with the Jacobs family for 32 years. To, uh, it's got to be Bamforth, right? Yeah. So Charlie is their master brewer? Apparently. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming a, a master brewer who's a professor at UC Davis. Donate a lot of money. They do. They and do. Bush yes, and do. the Mondavi's. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you know, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. No, we're not shitting on Bamforth. No, no not at all. No, no I would never do that. But why wouldn't they mention it's who it was? Because they probably don't even know. <laughs> they probably don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, our our dads told us who we should hire. As our, as our yeah. master brewer. We were too busy polishing our ostrich boots. Right. <laughs> uh, we had no deadline, so we worked with it until we personally felt it in our hearts. This was our favorite beer. Oh. How did it taste, though? No, that's what it means. I mean, that's what you would typically say. Like, oh, they finally got the malt character and the hot balance they're looking for. <laughs> right. <laughs> in their hearts is what seemed to be driving. You know? <laughs> not so much sensory. Ah. Sensory is overrated. It's your heart that matters. Yes. yes. Um, he adds, our goal is to be doing 2,000 barrels in year one, and we're already on track to do that, which is huge for a startup beer brand. Uh, huge. Not just like, that's really good. <laughs> huge. 2,000 barrels. It's huge. For a production facility. For startup beer brand, yes. Okay. All right. Um, we are doing 15, 15 to 30 barrel batches. We launched in Napa Valley, and we self-distributed for the first 45 days and delivered the beer ourselves. So you guys, you guys have worked really hard on it. For 45 days, they delivered beer. <laughs> All 2,000 barrels? Yeah. Um, Frank, it's interesting what it, it reads. We're, we're making 15 or 30 barrel batches. They're making, I mean, two thirty barrels. They're making one of the others. <laughs> right. Well, or, like, or does that mean they're doing a 15? They don't know what they're saying. 15 to 30 barrel batch. Yeah, are they so saying no. they do a 15 barrel brew house and they have double yeah. fermenters? Sometimes is that they what? make one, they sometimes they double that. Um, they partner with Young's Market uh, for distribution. They have market managers, they say, and sales rep that we train on our story. We ride along with them and hit 15 accounts in one day, and we taste beer with each of them. They manage each account, and they expand the market for us and do the cleaning, management, and cake collections. That allows us to focus on brewing and increasing production and expanding. They do the cleaning? Uh, line what cleaning, maybe? At the accounts? Yeah, young, you said, said, said that, yeah. I thought that must be like line cleaning. I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. like maybe MicroStar thing, but maybe it is line cleaning. What does that even mean? That means the lines are well taken care of. I guess. No, well, there's some what? beer brands that will go out and do that. Yeah, and like, they do the thing. I'm sure, yeah, sure. yeah. Remember that time I sent you that blog post, but I was laying in bed and I was just voicing it into my phone? Yes. This reads a little bit like that. <laughs> it yeah. does. It's a very stream of conscious. I, I just did the math. Doing 2,000 barrels in your first year, 30 barrel batches at a time, that's brewing about one and a quarter batches a week. That's not... It's, it's, huge. it's huge. Don't get me wrong, but right. it could be huger. It could be more hugified. Yeah. Taylor continues... This is the other quote that's that's that people loved on the internet. <laughs> it's a, with their hearts. It's a very complicated brew protocol. Oh, this pill, this pilsner. Okay, okay. It's a very complicated brew protocol. Sure, and it's a thick binder 
worth of pages. It's a thick binder worth of pages to follow the actual procedure of this brew. Whoa. First of all, I don't feel like yeah. you're in the beer industry and you call it a brew. A brew no. is a verb. Yeah, that's what you do. That's a lot of smoke to blow up one ass. <laughs> it's, it's a thick binder well, full. Well, got three asses. Yeah. Um, we have one of the... You're going to love this if you haven't already seen it. Tasty, you're going to love it, too, just because it's ironic considering what you like to do. Uh, We have one of the longest lager pilsners on the market. All right. Okay, like, like, are we talking eight weeks? What are we talking about? And our total start-to-finish time from batch in to rack out... Whatever that, yeah, okay. I guess yeah. maybe brew to package basically. Well, that's what would make sense to me. But yeah, I might be just going to the fermenter. Yeah, I, like with this guy, I feel like he has no clue. Yeah, um, our fin- our start to finish time from batch in to rack out is just under thirty days, which is extremely long for a logger. What? So remember, mm. there's there's a thick binder worth of pages <laughs> to follow the actual procedure of this yeah. thirty day under thirty day That's ferment for more beer. Smoke, yeah. uh, hmm. Checking temperature throughout the day and monitoring the beer is a complicated <laughs> process. <laughs> It's a dial uh, on the side of a hey, tank, bro. Uh, hey, we got spoofed. Well, we, if, are if, we being spoofed? I if, think we might be. Where's Ashton Kutcher, goddammit? I think we're spoofed. Uh, Guys, he, this is actually painful. Is, this is, is painful to me. This is too all ridiculous. Do they have to make the mercury thermometer by hand every time they take <laughs> the temperature? They, they buy everything on Etsy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You don't use mercury. That's bad for you. You use digital. Didn't you know that? Well, I thought the binder is thick for all the safety protocols of handling the mercury. It would be the only explanation. That's amazing shit. I was like, wow, I can't. Wow! Wow! They're willing to dedicate thirty whole days uh, less than to a log. Oh, less just than. under. Oh, okay, so twenty nine whole days. We use this is this is great. We use an array of different malts. An array. Wow! And we use several different hops. Wait. So okay, <laughs> you would think these these people yeah. <laughs> these people took a year to develop this 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 recipe, and the 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 answer for malts is several. You so, think you'd know exactly how yeah. many malts are in your so, friggin' beer, you dumb. Like, a couple implies two, right? And few implies three? The whole thing is like, yeah, three to five, I what, think. So, like, a several's like five to eight or whatever. Okay, what is an array? <laughs> array implies retarded. <laughs> the whole thing's like a, a, a just a whole bunch of, like, cliches, like double dry hop, array of hops. Oh, yeah. Korean yeah. malt, right. you know, whatever. It's just a bunch of marketing cliches. <laughs> And who's this? Who's the audience for this? It turned out being us, which is like a disaster. But, I mean, well, yeah, us to laugh the, at. It's a train wreck, that thing. Jesus. Ultimately, this is an extremely drinkable and refreshing pilsner. Ultimate. We well, love this. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. For Elliot Taylor, his family comes from a lineage of builders. Uh, he's, his father finances and builds famous yeah, restaurants. Yeah. Um, Oh, this so the Taylor kid started something called Prince Olive, and when he was in high school, so he became a taster for the California Olive Oil Council, and he eventually became the youngest taster in the U.S. The youngest person to taste olive oil Gross. in the U.S. Apparently, it's still successful today. And then, uh, oh, good. And, and good then yeah, and then he launched a Mexican <laughs> wine, dog. and uh, so you know they're doing they're doing some things. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess. A player. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Olive oil, yeah. big time. Jacob is a fifth generation Bush whose great great grandfather Adolphus Bush created a Bush uh, back in 1876. He currently lives in Florida, Montana, and Napa. 
He lives in all of those when places. Got, when you got a trust fund, just go for it. Yeah, but he oh. didn't ask his parents for money. Keep, no. keep in mind, people. So um, did his dad lose the brewery? Which generation <laughs> lost the brewery? Yeah, and which which ranch did it fund? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, well, maybe he should go back and check his ranches because maybe his brewery is there. <laughs> Roaming free. Fuck, here it is. On the back 40. It's on acre 74. Yeah. Uh, he goes, I've been involved in the beverage industry for the last five years with everything from all natural health drinks to breathalyzers and products to keep the public safe when it comes to drinking. My family's motto is to never drink and drive, and that has been integrated into my mind and my siblings' minds throughout our lives. It's just not worth it. My primary focus is philanthropy. With all the charities I'm involved with, I work with the Peter W. Bush Family Foundation to support other nonprofits that support the Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. This is what he does. It's just like a he, window in a whole other world. He 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 works with the but Peter W. Bush beans? Family Foundation. <laughs> sure, there's people to do that. And yeah. his work with that foundation supports other nonprofits that in turn support the Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. This is a it's a whole this yeah. is not hey. world, this is not a world anybody listens no. to this no, fucking no, show. With that background and an, array, and an array of grains, you can kill it. <laughs> you can fucking murder everything. Hey dad, what's our family motto? Don't drink and drive, son. It's just not worth it. <laughs> well, yeah, when you got like a chauffeur and a backup chauffeur. It's the, I just en- envision uh, the scene out of Billy Madison, the O'Doyle family, <laughs> riding oh. along in the family station wagon, chanting, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive. <laughs> Check this one out. This is Carlo Mondavi. He grew up surrounded by the wine. And I'm only reading this because there's, a, there's a, a good choice cut. <laughs> Uh, he grew up surrounded by the wine business and naturally continued on his own. Uh, he has a small business, a winery, whatever. He learned a tremendous amount, he says. The company still exists. Uh, right now, I'm starting to have more in common with monks than business owners. Uh. Does he not speak, eat, or have sex? <laughs> I know monks have, that have some nice shoes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, good luck to them. It's a, he's doing a Pinot Noir project, so he has a lot of things going on. On Sonoma Coast, it's a new frontier in the wine world that yields Pinot Noirs capable of sitting with the world's finest. It's a new frontier, Warren. Nobody's ever done this before. Pinot Noirs that can sit with the world's finest? What? Who, who would do that? I don't understand. What does wine do sitting? So just like the monks of ancient abbeys, it's beer and wine for me. What? Exactly. It's kind of funny because growing up, there was a saying in the wine world that it takes a lot of beer to make wine. When Jacob Elliott and I began Sons, we were out in St. Louis visiting the motherland of American beer. And, <laughs> and Jacob's what? father yeah, said, in beer, there is a saying this that goes... ghost written by some like... Uh, it takes a lot of wine idiot. to make great beer. That was the first time I heard it the other way, and it stuck. Oh. It stuck. <sighs> this is, we're being spoofed. Yeah. And what about is this t- on the onion? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We want to focus, keep small, and yield a beer capable of sitting with the world's finest, says Mondavi. <laughs> this vision will take over a decade to reach. I don't want any beer that I make to ever just sit. Right. So like I feel like I'm the Colbert Report for a beer. That's yeah. true. Yeah. The so world's make, finest wineries and breweries are not measured in years or even decades, but more in generations. Mm. Yeah, talk to August Shells about it. Yeah. That. 
I think they might still be family owned. Yeah. In America, by yeah, Americans. Talk to the Yingling people about that too. With that in mind, in the near future, uh, we would love to see Sons in the top restaurants of the world and be poured alongside the greatest foods and enjoy. The, what it reads is like a like a more eloquent version of a Trump speech. Everything mm. is just no, everything it, is great and the world's again. finest yeah. and just the top, the very yeah. best. Hey, and it worked for Trump. We don't want to make 10 beers, but rather just one beer at the highest level under 30-day fermentation schedule. Yeah. Right now, it's great because the chefs, sommeliers, and consumers in Napa Valley are among the world's most discerning. So the stakes are high in our backyard. Let's call it Paxton, see if he's had this beer. (laughs) Uh, Bush says, what separates us is that we narrowed in on one product when most startups create many different brands. <laughs> we just wanted to create one pilsner to sit with the world's finest. Other beer houses want to create their light, their dark. Wait, okay. Wait, huh? Here, here, okay, this is. This there, is did why. you say beer houses? Again, y- yes, he did. Um, uh, he says other beer houses want to create their light, T H E I R, their light, comma, their darker, T H E Y apostrophe R E. Comma, their porters, <laughs> T H E I R. I don't need. I, so again, oh. who's the moron? Is it is this in an email that this guy got? This guy interviewed these people, or was huh. it was it here? Where did these quotes come from? Who wrote this like this? Who's spelling it? Oh my yeah. God, and this is on Forbes, dude. This is not just some fucking shitty beer blog. Maybe that's my problem. I haven't made a porter yet at the pub. Well, you have to make a their porter, but you have to I figure out which porter. usage of the word. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm thinking the Russians are in on this. <laughs> they, they, oh. they don't want us to have They're an American-owned Pilsner. It's that, about time, Putin, was this that a we clip? had an American-owned Pilsner in this fucking John. This was an email in Hillary's inbox, wasn't it? That's right. This is one of the 30,000. What we've accomplished so far is pretty incredible. <laughs> it's the small, It's the smallest things in life that make the biggest impact. Shaking someone's hand and making somebody smile. That's what it's all about. Is it? His boots cost more than I make in a month, so I don't give a shit about... Yeah, I don't need his handshake. Uh, they acquired a, acquired a property in downtown Napa, and they're going to build a two-story location to pair their beer with the food they create. So I, it's got to be contract? I don't I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, I saw him like, uh, in a brew house somewhere. Like, there yeah, but... I, is standing it, around. Well, they could have a separate restaurant that's not attached to the brewery, maybe. Uh, our focus is Sun's Pilsner, but we'll eventually do seasonals just for the local community and not shift anywhere else in the country. Mm. But they're going to stick to just doing one beer. Correct. Okay. And then they contradict. It's, I told you, it's like a more eloquent Trump speech. Yeah. Contra- uh, we will eventually have to do strategic partner. We have to do strategic partnerships with different brew houses around the U.S. in several states to keep the brew as fresh as possible. Again, ah. if you call it brew, you're a dick. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Whoever's writing this doesn't know beer. No, or right. whoever's saying it. Be, right, both of them. And so I both was like, the, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. people have somebody. no idea what's it's going not, on. It's like, this bullshit, and they're like misspelling it. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fucking crazy, dude. No, it's the weirdest article I've ever... It's, it's entertaining as hell. I think uh, any homebrew clubs out there want to have an entertaining evening, have one of your members come up and read that shit. <laughs> Just read this, man. Yeah, one laugh after another. Uh, let's see. Let's not do that one because that was really boring. Um, and then uh, here we go. This is a good one. Americans who drink alcohol continue to say. Oh, by the way, the title of that 
article was something like the most desirable pilsner in the world or something like that. Oh. oh. And then that's what got me to click on it. I was like, what the fuck is this stupid John? Oh, no. And and it, he said nothing about it being good at all. It's just like a promotion speech. Like, yeah, no one said it yeah. was actually, it's they like tasted good. So it's on the market right now. Apparently. Theoretically, we could go up to Napa, to Napa and, and, and try and, it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up there tomorrow. Oh, uh, with Napa. Yeah, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, here's a personal one for me. Jensen Ackles of Supernatural. If anybody watches Supernatural, nope. everybody should watch Supernatural. It's fucking great. I love that goddamn show. Uh, he's opening a brewery in the Texas Hill Country, and it's called... See, no one's going to care. I thought someone would care. It's called uh, F- Family Business Beer Company. Family Business Beer Company. Oh, yeah. Slated open later this summer. So there you go. If you anywhere live anywhere... Um, are all his beers going to be out of this world Texas and take forever to make? They're probably going to be like terrible puns from the fucking... Uh, oh, they're in Dripping Springs, Texas. <laughs> which sounds the, huh. like it should be near like Ointment River. <laughs> right. Yeah. Remedy Falls. Um, they got someone called uh, Nate Seal from uh, 512 Brewing. So there you go. Oh, sour barrel aged program. That's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Family business. I want to go there. <laughs> Hunt some demons. Yeah. What is happening? Oh, I can hear the thing. Okay, that's uh, that's it. Actually, that's not it. Fuck, oh, yeah, a bunch of fucking library. Yeah, you should have been peppering yeah. those in. What's going on here? I don't. I'm stupid. That's what's going on. Uh, uh, what a brewery! A brewery that's not stupid out in the John is Nishimni Creek Brewing. They've been on the Philly Beer John scene since 2012. They recently just took home their fourth Philly Beer Scene Magazine John for Brewer of the Year, 2014-2017. And third for the John of the Year. (laughs) Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner, 2013 and 2016. Also, they won a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016 as well. They have a large, expanded, and recently renovated John with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal limited Johns. A variety of Johns, from hoppy Johns to sessionable poundable Johns to oak fermented Johns and sour Johns. Free brewery tours on Johns. Check out Brewing.john. I feel like the I beginning was you. didn't have enough Johns in it, yeah, but yeah. you, you definitely you made up for it at the end. You did a fucking John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Johns. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? He's going to start paying us in Johns if we keep doing that. <laughs> I wish he would. I would take John as a payment. No, I get a buzz me? off every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beth, Twitter game. Are you ready for that? Yes. All right. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Right. Uh, the Twitter game today is brought to you yeah, by Beer Law Center. No, that's the feedback. The feedback. Twitter game today is brought to you by Beersmith. Go to Beersmith, get your 21-day free trial of the most amazing software uh, for beer brewing, or as the people from Suns call it, for making your brew. Beersmith.com, everybody. 21 days, it's free. Try it out. If you don't like it, you've lost nothing. Yeah. Try it out in your beer house. <laughs> yes, like the guys at be- Three Sons. Yes, in your beer house. And track your brew. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Beverly, please. What was the uh, question again, please? Uh, We've been sweating we our balls off all this year. Oh, wait. That's not what that says. That's not what that says. We've been sweating our balls off this year here in the East Bay. 
What does the BN do to beat the heat? Okay. I don't have balls. Well, you already sweated them off. Right. Duh. Okay. Go ahead, Everly, please. Um, Thanks for that additional information. It helps. <laughs> it really does. Um, I think I lost a bet, but it helps. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> please. First name is awful. Ectree Slim. Oh, could you spell that? Wow. E C H E T R E. All right. Just read the fucking he challenge. Said so. Okay. A S A. Shut up. Hang thy nutsack over the carboys of fermenting sweet nectar and potentially wait for the soothing flow of yeasty blow off. Ugh. That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. You just write down said. yeasty blow. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Scott Thompson says apply gold bond powder and drink cold beer, which I thought was. Very practical. Dude, yeah, the gold bond, like the um, the fucking... Uh, the medicated one? The medicated one? That shit will fucking burn you, dude. Is that like icy hot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like okay. It's so like right when, like, when you get out of the shower and you put it on or whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. Why, why, would, why would you do that? Because it's moist. Well, once you would. Second, you wouldn't do it anymore, of course. Right. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So that's not what it's for. No. Just yeah. continue. Okay. Beverly. Whatever. I'm just saying it's refreshing. Oh, okay. It's a good experience. Jeff Angle. A little pleasure. A little pain. A little pleasure. It's good. Okay. Go ahead. Jeff Angle says Fort Collins is pretty nice this time of year. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Oh, I cool your balls there. I was at the podcast. Yeah, our invitation's probably in the mail. I'm sure it was. Um. Let's see. Devin says, drive into the desert. One, drive into the desert. Two, put on costume. Three, light a big fire. Four, take candy from strangers. And five, go back to reality and enjoy actual cold air. Hmm. It was a thing. It was a Burning Man joke. Yeah. Okay. No, I got it. I'm trying to figure out why candy was with other people. No, it wasn't take candy. It it was take little sugary items that may or may not be laced with things. Not candy as in Candace. Oh, okay. Uh, Nate G says. I don't know how she gets down. I don't know. I'm just saying. Nate G says crotchless jorts. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Awful visual. Oh my god. Yeah, I can see that working. And Jared Lambert says can't beat the heat. Might as well eat a tasty treat. And there were a couple like rubbing, masturbating ones, but they were all pretty bad. Like like one, give me one. Like okay, I vote for all of them. No beer left behind says keep rubbing. Maybe add lube or spit. Or heat. We're talking heat? Got nothing. Yeah, no, that was That's literally good. what it says. Yeah, that's not very good. That's not good. What's another one? No offense to you. That's no, it. Well, most of our listeners are delusional, so sure. That's kind of I really only liked two, which was the nutsack yeasty one and the crotchless jorts. Those are my two favorite. Did yeah. you guys want to add another one to the vote? My favorite was the jorts. I did like the jorts, too. Let's just make it the Jorts. Jorts win. All right. Yeah. Email uh, Bevo, B-E-E-V-O. There it is. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Did you just have a stroke? No. Guess I'm going to have to go home and cut the crotch out of my Jorts. Just a fucking... You could wear it to Burning Man. Cool, it could dude. be like a thing. Don't you wear weird <laughs> shit there? Well, I don't. Sure. But there are people that do. Speaking of wearing weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not a good subject for anybody. Yeah. If you give us a list of the reads you got to do, I can give you like a Yeah. I can throw you a bone, you know? Yeah. You're the king of the Segway. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Is that because he rides one to work every day? Maybe. That'd be great. Just ride a Segway to work. Yeah, it's not too far for you. Those things never yet. really caught on. 
segways. Really, well, have you seen what someone looks like when they're standing on one? I've more importantly, I've seen what someone looks like when they're falling off of one, which is oh, that happens. Great. Oh yeah, go on like uh, YouTube segway and make like segway accidents. Man, they just like spin in a fucking circle. <laughs> oh. and fucking fall off, dude, it's the best thing ever. But now <laughs> we watch a lot of America's Funniest Videos, right? Because oh, you guys are old. Like eighty-five years old. It's, it's in and Reader's Digest recommends it, so I have to do it. And, um, yeah, in your AR, AARP monthly. That's the bookmark. Yeah. And um, they have a lot of those hoverboard, the stupid hoverboard oh, right. videos. Yeah. That's like a Segway fucking uh, amped. It's yeah. Amped. That shit's fucking... I've busted my ass on one of those. That shit's rough, man. Oh, yeah. You even tried one. Yeah. But there's a lot of videos of people just spinning out of control. Like the new thing, I guess, well, in these videos, a lot of people from the Midwest. Anyway, um, they're like, like kids will sit on it. And then, you know, you just lean one way, and it just fucking spins you in a circle. Okay. And then they get whisked off into, the, into like, the door, into the wall, or whatever. It's fucking amazing. It's best to use those in confined quarters. Especially like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to Drake's. Go to drakesbrewing.com. Uh, they were on the show a couple weeks ago. They gave the recipe for Aroma Coma, I think it was. One of the beers in their Aroma series. Yeah, God, I forget what. I think it was Aroma Coma. Probably Aroma Coma. Coma. That's, yeah. that's to me one of the group. But they came with, with all their beers, or yeah, all the yeah, uh, recipes, so that was pretty dope. So uh, check them out. You can go to, uh, yeah, Drake's Brewing. You can also, uh, Drake's Dealership is a cool spot, so if you come into the Bay Area, uh, go to Oakland, head over to Drake's. It's in a fine neighborhood. Don't don't worry it about it. Don't let the rap videos frighten you. Uh, you'll be okay. <laughs> about Drake's Dealership? About Oakland. Or about Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oakland's very nice. Oakland is there. The, the, the area that Drake's leadership is in is very nice. It's yes. fine. You're going to be okay. That part of Oakland. Yes. You can walk it. Yes. It'll be great. You don't have to run, run it. <laughs> I mean, you should walk briskly. That's true. Don't, don't, don't loiter. Don't hang out. Um, okay. Speaking of hanging out, oh. Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom. Yes. And they're backing up that promise like a big ol' ass. <laughs> Beep. Check Beep. this out. Go to Adam... It's not on the cob. Made it up. Uh, it says that? No. <laughs> That's how good at copy I am. I just It just comes out. Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. But now back by popular demand, Beverly, and for a limited time only, you'll also get a free Big O kit. And who doesn't love the Big O? Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and mini vibrator. You also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up, take advantage of this limited time offer. You can choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. When you choose that item at fifty percent off, you'll get free shipping, plus the Big O kit, which Beverly highly endorses, which includes the Climax gel and the mini vibrator. And you won't find this deal anywhere else. Just go to offer code B N Army at checkout. That's B N A R M Y at AdamandEve.com. So you can achieve a Big O with many things. Yes, yes. That's what I take from that. So all of the rumors, they're untrue. They're unfounded rumors. So all the complaints I've been getting are just unfounded, baseless. Yes, it's it's character assassination at the highest. Personal attacks for no reason. I agree. I think that's fucked up, Warren. Yeah. I think you should show her and we should go uh, shoe shopping tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. By a bunch of ostrich shoes. By a bunch of ostrich shoes, man. Dude, I've never... I mean, look. Real quick, before the show actually ends. um, I love fucking shoes. Not fucking shoes. I love (laughs) shoes. I've always had a thing for shoes. Do you have a lot of shoes in your closet? 
Um, not anymore, but I have like a lot of dress shoes. And um, anyway, so I'm following Sully on um, on Instagram, and he's uh, he's like in England. He like posted these boots. They're like. Uh, they look like a dress. They're a dress boot, essentially. Okay. They're like these, like a, a pretty tight brogues all over them, like the designs and shit. And they look fucking sick. And I, I haven't been um, uh, wanting, uh, craving a new pair of like dress shoes <laughs> until I saw that. Now I need to go find them. I don't know what brogues are. It's like the little decorations. Oxfords are like plain, and the brogues. You're uncultured asshole. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's been the session. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Just in my sky and when in the rays, JP.